fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We're about to begin a semi-short scenario entitled Servants of the Lake. It was written by Glenn Owen Barras and is part of a collection of scenarios entitled Doors to Darkness. Our game master is Lauren Eason, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Lauren? Thank you, Tom. We are in the year 1920, March 23rd, Tuesday morning. It is a um, sunny, uh, not a sunny day, but a bleak day outside. It's but Hubel Nimbus is about to occur. You got, and the three of you from the Lost and Detect Agency look out your window and notice the melancholy outside. And with that, you all sit around at your desk waiting for a job. You haven't gotten anything for about a month. You've been bored, but you know that you have to pay your debts to your debts. So you just wait for that opportunity. You guys can roll yeah. by now. <laughs> uh, just another bleak, boring day in Arkham, huh? Yes. Yes. Now, for all the chatter they, they have about this place, you'd think it'd be far more interesting. I kind of just ignore what you're saying. <laughs> it's been quite some time since we've had any work around here. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Almost time to go start hitting the streets, trying to notice anything that I can find myself. Well, we need some work soon. Well, I mean, I do some work over at the asylum, but other than that, yeah, I'm pretty dependent on this, and uh, I, I really have to get some work here soon. Yes, people don't really trust me anymore, so... You know. Suddenly the phone rings on Morgan's, I mean, on Oliver's desk. Hey. Speak of the devil. I think you got Lawson. Yeah. Oliver? Yeah. Oliver, this is George, your landlord. Listen, you need to owe me the rent this week and last month. Soon. Soon, you. I. We've talked about this. No, no, no. I want it by the end of the week. I want this week's and last month's rent at the end of the week. The end of the week. I thought I had till the end of the month. I thought we. Agreed. No, 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 no. The end of the week. I want it by the end of the week. If you don't give it to me, I'm gonna evict your ass out of here. Do you understand? Clearly. Yeah. You give me the money as soon as you can. And he just slams the phone down. Something to <sighs> your fancy, Mr. Lawson. No, no, no. It's it, it's fine. Just somebody just complaining about some random nonsense. Might have been a job, but must have been drunk or something. Didn't really come through all that well, unfortunately. Well, it sounded very angry, so. Are you sure you're telling us everything there, Mr. Lawson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? 
You wouldn't lie to us, Mr. Lawson, would you? No, I'm Never. sure he's fine. He's fine. Mr. Lawson is nothing but a consummate professional. Yes, thank you, that's Mr. One, that's one way to put it. You got a problem, Rodriguez? I always have a problem with you, Lawson. Don't we all have problems? Yeah, listen, you you go find another job and you're welcome to leave, but that doesn't seem to be the case there. I know. And then suddenly you hear a, a tapping at the front of the door. Now come in. I get up and I go over to the door. And what we see before you is a man dressed in a Western Union uniform. He's like, which one of you is Oliver? Uh, that would be me. Here you go. He hands you a telegram, and he kind of does one of these, too, and lets you take it. Uh, kind of fill my pockets, and I kind of pull out, like, a dollar bill. And... No, I thank you, good sir. You have yourself a lovely day. And he leaves and closes the door behind him. All right, and I kind of step back over to my, to the desk, and I, and I open it up. To Mr. Oliver Lawson, I have need of your help in resolving an urgent matter. Please come to my office at 11 a.m. this morning, Bank of the United States Arkham Branch. Assistance needed, Mr. Harold J. Drysdale. Well, looks like we've got ourselves a job. Finally, finally a job. Drysdale, Drysdale, isn't he that fellow who runs the bank? I believe so. Hmm. Oh, this should be good then. If it's the bank, we all might have our problems solved. Would you all like to go to the bank together? Of course. He said bring assistance, so. I'd be happy to drive. It's a hobby of mine. All right. That that would be good. And you go out and see this beautiful 1914 car uh, sitting there, and it's in pristine shape, even despite its age. Seats about four people. Where did you get this rust bucket from? Excuse me. Where did you find this guy, Mr. Lawson? I know I've asked you that's, that many times before. That's not important. Listen, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we won't, we won't, we don't want to keep Mr. Drysdale waiting. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I kind of hop into the, to the front. Yeah, I just get into. All right. Uh, you know exactly where that bank is, so you make your way. You don't have to roll for drive or anything, because it's a nice, simple drive. So you I will get the, step oh. out of the, I'll step out of the vehicle, and I'll let uh, Mr. Lawson out, and I'll let Mr. Rodriguez out, politely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You get out, you get to the bank. It's literally one of the tallest buildings in the city of Arkham. It's very, you're a little awestruck by it knowing that you've all been summoned to go in. And as you enter, it's just a normal day at the bank. People are coming and they're going, making their deposits, withdrawing money. And you see a receptionist. She's like, can I help you? Uh, yes, we're here to see you. one Mr. Drysdale. One moment, please. 
She takes off. The girl's kind of, you're all just standing there waiting. About a few moments later, she comes and says, right this way, please. Thank you. And she escorts you to his office. I enter last, holding the door for the others. Thank you. Ah, gentlemen, thank you for coming. My name is Harold Drysdale. I'm uh, the bank president. Please sit down. Uh, Which one of you is uh, Oliver Lawson? That would be me. Ah. Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Mm. Your your detective agency comes highly recommended. One of my uh, colleagues, J.P. Swift, told me about that little problem he had with his cheating wife last year and how you cleared it right up. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Who are your associates? Please allow me to introduce myself, Mr. Drysdale. It's, first of all, an honor to be uh, meeting you finally. I've heard your name for so long. Uh, my name is... Dr. Wright, and I am a alienist. I do some work with the Arkham Asylum. Alienist, what's that? Uh, the alienist is a uh, criminal profiler of sorts, someone who goes and examines the uh, psyche and psychological ability to stand trial of different. So you're like a doctor? I am a doctor, yes. Uh, and you? I am Dr. Ricard Rodriguez. Uh, I am a forensic surgeon. and I'd Another doctor? Yes. Well, <clears throat> gentlemen, I have a bit of a problem that I'd like to discuss with you, but before we begin, I need to have your reassurance that none of this gets out. I am a powerful man with a powerful bank, and the last thing I need is a scandal. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Mr. Wallstead... We're great at. Mr. Lawson and company never reveal the secrets of our people. Good. My, I have a son, James, who is supposed to be in the middle of his second year at Miskatonic. He's a good kid, even if he doesn't take my advice. He's a bit of a rebel, you know the age. He decided to major in European literature instead of finance like I did, but, uh, but normally he's not flaky at all. Sets his mind to something and He usually follows through, if you get what I mean. Anyway, uh, back on March 14th, uh, he calls me on the phone. I'd say it was around 8 o'clock at night. He calls me up and he tells me that he's dropping out of school. I told him that he was out of his goddamn mind and that I wasn't paying for him to go gallivanting around Arkham, hanging out with his friends and getting drunk. He said he was sick of school and just needed to get away. Said he was heading to his girlfriend's house in Kingsport. That would be uh, Emily Livingston. I met her twice, but I uh, I did a little snooping into her family. Seems like good stock, uh, fine family. Probably a good choice for him, anyway. We fight for a while on the phone, and uh, it wasn't nice. And he tells me that he's too tired to go all the way to Kingsport and that he's going to stop outside of town and sleep and head to Emily's in the morning. I figured he needed some time to cool off and that uh, he would most likely end up back in school in a few days. But yesterday, I get a call from Emily wanting to know if I knew where James was. I told her that I thought that he was with her, but she said that he never arrived. Uh, Now, to be honest, I never thought to check up on him. You know, he's an adult, and he's at that age where it's best if you let 
kids figure things out for themselves. He doesn't want or need his parents checking up on him. Well, I immediately called the university and they say that he hasn't been in attendance since the day before he left. And that's it. I, uh, I need your help to find my son. Uh, here, let me, uh, let me show you a picture. He's uh, 21 years old, six foot two with an average build, handsome, blonde hair, brown eyes. He drives a 1920 black Chrysler Coupe, Massachusetts license plate, AB1652. Bought him that car for his birthday. I, uh, I'm a banker. I don't know how to even begin this sort of thing. Uh, that's uh, why you call on the experts, Mr. That's, Price. That's exactly why I called you. So where do we go from here? I think the first thing we need to discuss, Mr. Drysdale, is I have a particular dislike for missing persons cases. They're always a bit, a bit hairy, so I'm going to have to ask you for, for some of the payment up front in this matter. Oh, well, you don't need to worry about that. I'll tell you what, I'll pay you 100 bucks now and 100 bucks afterwards. The Drysdales are very reliable people in this community. And all, all, all expenses paid. I'll pay for all the expenses, whatever we incur along the way. Yeah, that, that'll be, I'll take care of that. So what do you say? Okay. Mr. Lawson, are we taking this case? I believe so, we, we are. It's a good high profile case. It may bring additional work in the future. Well, by word of mouth, of course, Mr. Drysdale, we won't be bragging about this to anyone. Good. Just uh, this kind of thing, you know, it might be nothing, might be nothing at all, but you know, I can't have a member of my family in the newspapers or anything like that. It's, it's just not healthy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> just a moment. And I, uh, I push down the intercom button. Miss LaRue, uh, cancel my appointments for the next few days and tell Wendell that he's in charge until I get back. Tell him it's personal business, none of his business, and tell him to watch that Peabody proposal. I don't want him screwing that one up. Of course, Thank Mr. Drysdale. Thank you. So let's get started, gentlemen. I have a few questions for you, if I may. Mr. Lawson, do you mind? No, go right ahead. Was there any negative affect to your son? Did he present with any issues that were notable in terms of personality or anything of the effect? Of course, in confidentiality with us. No, he was a good kid. Happy kid, as far as I knew. Always smiling. Uh, uh, doing really well, as far as I knew, in, in college. I don't know. Uh, that's why I was kind of flabbergasted by that phone call. And I certainly don't want you to be offended. And again, this is all confidential, but has there ever been a history of any um, mix-ups that you've had to get discretion on in the past? Nothing like this. Okay. And have there been any arguments or anything like that at home or anything with family members or between Emily that you're aware of? Uh, between him and Emily, I don't think so. Um... And yeah, I just told you that we had a big fight before he disappeared. Now you said that but he... to clarify that, we don't fight that much. Of course not. We, we did have another big fight when he decided to do 
European literature. But that's in the past. That's a year and a half, two years ago. Mr. Drysdale, you said you had this argument on March 14th? Yeah, about nine days ago. And when did Emily call you saying that he never arrived? Yesterday. She but told after me, he told you he quit, he still showed up to his classes until the day before he went missing. Uh, well, he went missing, yeah. He, the last day that he was in class was uh, uh, March 13th. Mr. Drysdale, are you aware of any uh, friends or associate, people he associated with at school other than his girlfriend? I'm sure he has friends. A guy like him, I bet he has a lot of friends. I don't know who they all are. Do you happen like to have I a say, schedule? He doesn't want me interfering in his, uh, in his stuff. And you don't have a copy of his schedule or anything to that effect? No, why would I? Do you know if he took any drugs or anything? What kind of drugs? There's no drugs. My son taking drugs? No, absolutely not. Hmm. If there were any other hypothetical situations you think might be pertinent to this, I'm sure I would be happy to listen to anything hypothetical, Mr. Drysdale. Huh. Well, that's just it. That's what you're here for, to figure these things out. Uh, I One of two things could have happened as far as I know. Either he met with an accident along the way or he's run off somewhere but i don't know why on god's green earth why he would run away yes but first is to determine if he ran away mr Drysdale. exactly and i i don't want the police involved in this that's just oh, asking for newspapers of course so I have, sorry our next steps jeremiah and rodriguez i want you guys to go Go to the university, see what, see what you can find out. Mr. Dresdale and I should, should go track down a decent map detailing all the routes he could have possibly taken from here to Kingsport to see if an accident has befallen this young gentleman, where it most likely happened. All right. Okay. We'll, take my, we'll take my eight seat touring car. <laughs> <laughs> That little four-seater you've got. <laughs> Did you ever acquire any? Obviously, a man of your stature and power. Have you ever gotten any threats or had any particular enemies that could be an issue here? Have I, Keeper? Uh, no, you have not. No. You know, people. Some people aren't happy when they don't get their <clears throat> loan, but that's just day in and day out business. Mm -hmm. Um, well, shall we, gentlemen? Yes. Yes, thank you again for trusting us. Thank you. Uh, well, since we're, well, I'll, I'll uh, how, how do you want that first hundred bucks, Mr. Lawson, in, uh... $33 bills. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make $3 bills. Uh, uh, no, I, I give you whatever you need. Whatever currency you need. Yeah, thank you. And by the way, when you gave that dollar bill. <laughs> no, no, it was a lot. I'm trying to convince him that there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about. Money's fine. No one even sweat it. You gave I know how much a dollar is. Salary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Morale right. was low. I had to do something. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, the, the the Western Union guy comes running into my office and he says, "I'm rich. Fuck you." <laughs> Whoa, <what> is... <laughs> Can you repeat Emily's last name again? Uh, Livingston. Livingston. Yeah. I presume. Mm. All right. But yes, so, we should we should head down to the university where. Dry, Mr. Drysdale and myself can use, make use of the library, and Brian Rodriguez can go. Should we questions. like? Uh, should we split up, or should we just all go to the library? I'm sure the library has uh, uh, maps. Yes, I'm certain. I'm certain we'll be fine. Sure we'll to go to the. That, that was the intention, Mr. Drysdale. We all go all to right. the university together. All right. All right. Um, as you all exit the bank, you start to notice um, it begins to sh- uh, sh- yeah, uh, scatter showers start to pour down on you ever so gently. Umbrella. Now I just pull you know, my, my coat up close to my neck. I just like it. You don't have umbrellas? <laughs> I like the rain, Mr. Drysdale. Uh, well, and I, I like reach into like the little closet on the way out of the 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 bank and I'm like, here, have an umbrella. <laughs> All right, I take it. Whose umbrellas I... are those? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, the keeper, the before before we head out of here, would it be possible to make a, a payment to the landlord at this bank? Uh sure. Out of, yeah, to I'm gonna go directly. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go just excuse me a moment, gentlemen, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go pay the rent. <laughs> Priority. <laughs> so you pay the so you pay the rent and you are debt free from your landlord George Stein. So congratulations. I and, and I wait a bit to make it look like I wasn't doing you know, here or whatever, and I I come back. Thank you, gentlemen. Can we go? Yes. And just for clarification for me, are you all taking one vehicle together or are you all taking two separate cars? Well, we're taking my vehicle unless somebody wants to drive their own little car. Okay. Cough, cough. <laughs> I'll, I'll drive a car, not to be antisocial, but I'll drive my car just because I don't trust it in the, I, I'll, the I'm downtown just gonna city. I'm going to get in Dr. Wright's car. Okay. Truth is, we're probably traveling two blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Which, interestingly enough, is about how much fuel my car can hold. So we're in luck. <laughs> so he'll drive his car there and then no more. Done. And my car is so big, everybody has to get out of the way. <laughs> my car. Yeah, I'll ride with Drysdale. Okay. Um, so you drive to Miskatonic University, you know, right where it is, you park the car, and you notice that when you get out of the car, when it's the little light scatter showers start to, the rain seems to become more heavier within the within like, you know, a short amount of time. Yeah, it's March. Yeah. Um, there's probably, in the shade of the trees, there's probably still bits of snow. Um so, uh, so Lawson, where do we start? By the way, you can call me Hank if you want. All right, Hank, you can call me Oliver. All you right, and I are going to head. We're going to go head to the library. You and I, and we're going to go look at some maps. 
All right. As okay. my associates, as of asked them, should be going to go talking to some of his professors, you know, discreetly in kind of a professional sense, trying to get a get a feel for the young man. Okay. And so after, just a couple, so, after a couple of minutes, our car pulls in. <laughs> <laughs> so just so I'm aware, we're officially splitting the party. Yeah. Just okay. by a couple of buildings. Okay, yeah, I'm just <laughs> making sure. Uh, we'll start with uh, Oliver's group then. All right. You had the library. It's busy, you know, it's regular school semester. People are coming in and out. And you have no problem finding a map. Jesus Christ, look at all these books. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought books were just used for decoration. The map you actually find is um, if you look in the rule book for the seventh edition, that's the, that's the map you would exactly find the exact same one. Okay. Okay. So, it, yeah, so. And you look through the map, and from Arkham to Kingsport, you study it. You don't have to make any checks or anything for this because blatantly off. It's pretty obvious for a guy like you in this field. He seemed to have stopped somewhere maybe like halfway in between. Uh, there's a little mark, like a little marker on there. It says uh, Squatter's Lake Hotel. Yeah. Do you think that's the most likely place that he is? I would, I would assume so. Although he hasn't made any calls from that location. The other, uh, the, the other places you find too is uh, Clark's Corner, which is a small town too, but that's going after the motel. So that'd be the next town over. But that's still, uh, you know, that's like behind it. So you would pass Clark's Corner before coming to the motel. And then beyond the motel is Kingsport. Okay. Hmm. So by looking at the map, you can estimate it's going to take you about like half a day, you know, a half a day's drive, like a Sunday afternoon drive. To get to, to get to Squatter's Lake or to get Kingsport? To get to Squatter's Lake would take you uh, a Sunday afternoon drive, per se, that expression. Well, by now, it's probably already noon, so... Yes. Now, either something has happened between between here and those in Squatter's Lake or Clark's Quarters, or he's waiting there. Well, there's a lot of woods and waterways along the way. I... Yeah, I hope that he didn't like go off a ravine or something and we'll have to go carefully, see how long it you yeah, know. he seems like a sharp young man. I would be surprised if he would have followed ill. That's crazy driving. Such careless driving. Let's go check on the other guys, see what they're up to. Yes. Okay. Uh what are what are doctors Wright and Rodriguez doing right now? Well, I will step out of the vehicle and open uh, Dr. Rodriguez's door for him. I, I say thank you, but then I go, uh, right, I don't trust that Drysdale. Why not? His family's upstanding. I just have that feeling. Well, we will note that feeling, I'm sure. Do you have any inkling of where we should begin here? In my opinion, perhaps we should stop by the registrar's office and do a little yeah. examination. Look for his lecturers. Ah, yes. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and 
We can either do this in order or we can go on our own accord. Uh, I'd be happy to go to the registrar's office if you'd like to go check on his office. On the, he doesn't have an office on, uh, we don't know which professor he has, so we're going to have to wait. Yes. Yes. We'll stick together. It will be fine. All right. At this point, everyone is um, pretty much reunited. Okay. Oh, yes. Have you guys found anything yet? Didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> did did I get anything from the registrar or? Oh, we oh I'm no. Yeah, we're, we're we're approaching you from the building. Your car, you know, just took so long. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just catching up now. Yes, well, we're on our way. Uh, we've only just arrived, Mister Lawson. Um. Well, there's the registrar's office right there. Let's go in. Okay. Administration. I'd like to take a moment to thank both Mr. Drysdale and Mr. Lawson for getting information about maps for us in the future. Are you going to thank us for every damn thing that we do? Let's just get this damn thing over with. <laughs> it's appropriate, Mr. Drysdale. <laughs> kind of as we're walking, like, don't worry about him, about him, Hank. He's used to working with some twitchy folk. Uh. All right. And I, I point over at, uh, at Ricard and I say, and you're used to dealing with the ones that don't twitch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the register. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was say, you make your way towards the register office, and it's pretty empty at this time of the day. It's about lunchtime. Mm. I go up. Is there a bell or anything on the counter? There, there sure is. Ding ding with my pipe. Uh, ho hold on, hold on, just a minute. And you wait about at least like two or three minutes. You see this elderly man coming out, kind of hunched over like this, like how I am, and he's walking up like, "Yeah, may I help you, sir?" Hello, sir. I was curious if we might be able to get some information from you, please, regarding a family member of mine who... Oh, wait. You're with us, aren't you, Hank? Your character's yeah. with us? We're trying to get some information about a young man, this gentleman's son, and My the classes son. he was taking. Taking. All right. And his name is? James Drysdale. James Piesdale? James P. Drysdale. Oh, James P. Drysdale. Okay. Just one moment. I'll go find where he is, and then he kind of slowly shifts back to the corner. Please, by all means, move at a glacial pace. I think I'll be examining his body soon. Ah, uh, yes. And cheery Rodriguez. <laughs> he comes back. He has, um, like, a little folder with him. It's like, all right, this is for James P. Drysdale. Thank you very much. We appreciate yeah. your assistance. Uh, yes, thank you. You have yourself a good day there. I take it there's a table in the room we can sit at? Is that? Yes, there's a table in the room you can sit at. And you we examine the, yep. Yep, you open it up. Uh, you notice that it's got where he, his uh, dormitory is. It's listed um, who's staying with him. His name is Travis Bryce. You notice that um, 
that's his roommate. Um, he noticed that his teachers are, well, he's a, a Europe, European literature. His teacher is Professor Malcolm Swansong. He also has um, English Lit. And that professor's name is Professor Mallory Flowers. And then his third class is math with Professor, as I'm writing these out, <laughs> uh, Walter Hirsch. That's H-E-R-S-H. That's all he has. That's all he has for um, this semester. <clears throat> yeah, the math I can understand. Does all of the uh, classes he said he's been taking, or the times he's supposed to be at school, legitimate? Like cross-referencing it with Harold. Like any time he was gone from home, was he always at class? Like he said he would be. Oh, oh, yeah. Schedule. Oh. Yeah, and he insisted on staying in the dorms. He didn't want to stay at home, even though we're just across the river. Yes, young man can be stubborn sometimes. Now, how how late into the semester is this? Well, it's March, uh, so... It's March, so it's like any other college semester. Like, it's almost over. I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, with 1920 school, right? That's, that's true. That sounds about right. But... So, kind of just Oliver kind of thinks out loud to himself. Now, why would he, a reputable young man, a bright, intelligent young man, decide to call it quits right at the end? That's what I said. Told him he's out of his goddamn mind. Seems uncharacteristic of his traditional behavior. Women do this to people. Women, get under your skin. That Emily got under his skin. I mean, I'm not saying she's a bad girl. Have you met her, Mr. Drysdale? Twice, yeah. And what was that interaction like for you? It was a hello goodbye. He uh, he just brought her by to say hello. I was busy with things, but uh, I met her. I, I, I like I say I uh, I looked into her family. They seem nice enough. So what has given you the askance idea that she's to blame for this? Because this is why a person would just walk off of uh, give up the, everything they own and their their life and everything else and just walk off with some girl and run off. If it wasn't for the fact that she, uh, he didn't run off with her, uh, that's what's got me baffled. Mr. Drysdale, have you ever considered it your bad parenting? I beg your pardon? That is... Mr. Rodriguez, please. Inappropriate. I apologize for our colleague, Mr. Drysdale. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. I think that his mom coddled him too much. God rest her soul. Okay. And I just kind of step away. Pardon me, gentlemen. Uh, Sir, he says to the registrar, do you happen to have the schedule for, or the location of this young man's girlfriend, Emily Livingston? She's in Kingsport. Yeah, she doesn't go to Arkham. I'm sorry, Miskatonic University. He'd drive out there on the weekends sometimes to see her. Yeah, Kingsport isn't too far from here now. 
Mr. Registrar, where can I find Professor uh, Swansong? Well, uh, well, he looks at the clock. He's like, it's lunchtime, so he's probably in the faculty lounge, so he's probably there. He doesn't have a class until 2 o'clock. Gentlemen, we haven't had lunch either. Maybe we should eat something and then uh, meet these teachers at their classrooms. Seems reasonable enough to me. Um, find out when the other, where the other teachers are located. Like, uh, in which building, in which classroom. Yeah, so, so excuse me, my good sir, um, the literature classes, where are they generally held? Yeah, he points to um, where the English um, hall would be. Okay. I don't know Miskatonic. Yeah, I don't know where Miskatonic University School is. So he's like in that area, like where the English lit department would be. Okay. Uh, so he points out to where they would they, they, where they would be. Yeah. Okay. All right. My character starts to drift away. He's uh, he's impatient with uh, this old guy. So he's drifting closer and closer to the door. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. Thank you for all your help. You're welcome. Ha have yourself a good day. Yes, you as well. I'll see you in the morgue, old man. What? Thank you, as good I, sir. As, as, as I walk down, I kind, of, I kind of give a sharp elbow to Rodriguez and keep walking. <laughs> This is, you probably won't see him in the morgue. He's just going to turn to dust one day. Mr. Lawson, where would you like to begin? Just lunch and perhaps observe the other people, as Mr. Drysdale said? Well, we're here already. I suppose we could eat with the students, but uh, I imagine their food fare is pretty nasty. No, I wouldn't. Drive, I wouldn't drive down the street, there's a nice restaurant there. Yes, that, that would be preferable, especially students do like to gossip. You want to go where the students go. All right. I think it's going to just be a, a badge for us to earn to go there, Mr. Drysdale. You know, of course, I'm not sure if Mr. Drysdale should go in case anybody recognizes him. They might be asking any questions, but... I don't know who'd recognize me here. I haven't been on this campus for 10 years. Well, fair enough. I doubt that any of uh, James's friends would recognize me. Never brought anybody over to the house? Well, he did. But, you know, they didn't want to talk to me, so... It's a big place. All right, then. Yeah, we'll go head over to the, to the cafeteria where the students normally eat. All right, and at this time, it's lunchtime, so it's a little, you know, it's booming, it's busy, you got people coming in and out. Food smells good, though, like a... Pretty much anything you can imagine. They have their cafeteria. A lot of variety. Well, I, I look out of place, but you know, I'll have a piece of that chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I just quietly gather my lunch at lurching above everyone at six foot four and walk to our table. So tell me where I was sick. Can I try to determine or anybody who looks like they have like a, like a lot of books. Anybody who looks like they would be studying like literature, like trying us. to look at what people have on their on their like on the tables and stuff, trying to determine anybody who would be like out of place. Not like out out of like 
out of place. I mean, if anybody looks super suspicious, then that's one thing. But I'm more looking at um, classmates. Trying, trying to glean books, trying to look for like any like European like okay, uh, make, French or whatever. Make, <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, make a spot hidden. Yeah, I gotcha. What are these fried potatoes? That's interesting. I pass with a thirty-six. Is that a regular success for you? It is. Okay. Thirty-two would have been hard, but okay. Um. So you notice, like, within maybe I'd say like a radius of like ten feet. You don't see too many um, English literature. You see more so, um, I'm sorry, European literature you, you don't see. You see more English lit, and you see maybe, like, one other student with a math book that would most likely be in the same type of class that James same was Same class schedules? Yes. So I'm going to just, as everybody else is kind of grabbing lunch, I'm going to kind of stop, but I go, hey, gentlemen, I've been actually looking at, at this college. I've just been wondering what their, their literature program is like. They'll kind of look at you. One of them goes, aren't you a little too old to go to college? Well, you're never too old to learn. I'm insulted. My friend's like in his 20s. Oh. <laughs> Late 20s, mind you. But... And it just brushes it off. Mm. We're trying to eat here, man. And they got finals coming up. It's It's rough. Yeah, we're trying to eat here, man. What do you want? Leave us alone. No, I, w I was talking to, to one fellow. Um, sorry, I, I do hate to, to disturb your lunch, but uh, a one James Drysdale. Have you seen him around? Oh, that prick? Nah, haven't seen him around a couple days. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's you such a dupe. He's a jerk. No one likes that snot-nosed rich boy. Hmm. Interesting. Anything, any particular reason why? Other than being pretentious? I don't know. He's kind of snotty. Thinks he's too good. You know, what What are you? Are you the police or something? You a cop? No, 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 What's no. I, the third degree. As I said, I, I've been talking to him to a bit around town. Got me interested in, in the program. I'm just, just a little curious. He just seemed so polite in his interactions with me. Is this peculiar for him? I don't know. I'm not friends with the guy. I'm just his classmate. I see him come and go. All right, well, I, I hope he isn't he isn't ill at all. Did he, did he seem kind of off these last couple of weeks? He hasn't showed up for class in over a week, so what do I care? I'm not his friend. I'm not his buddy. All right, well, you have a good day. Yeah, you too. And I kind of go over, join the other fan, just mumbling on my breath, <laughs> under my breath. They're getting college kids in there. I, uh, I, I, I lean over towards the girl sitting at the table next to me, and I'm like, my son goes here. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does? Yeah. Um, uh, James Drysdale, do you know him? No, I can't. Wait, is he that really, really cute one with the blonde hair? He's like That's six him. two. Yeah, I see the resemblance greatly. I see it. Yeah, it runs in his family. The only thing he got from his mom is those brown eyes. Oh, are you his grandpa? Uh, uh. I'm his father, Mr. Oh. Dresden. 
Good low profile, Mr. Drysdale. <laughs> oh, so you're James's father. Well, what are you doing here at campus? Well, he's kind of gone missing. We're, we're looking for him. He's probably off with some girl, but uh, just wondering. Uh, we're we're going to talk to a couple of his teachers. Maybe he's with, um, what the hell's her name? Um, Sally? Jenny? Emily. Emily. Yeah, maybe he's with Emily. Well, he's not with Emily. What do you mean he's not with Emily? He kept talking about her all the time. Well, he's not with Emily. Uh, do you know? Wait, wait, they broke up? No, he's just not with her. That's we. That was the first place we looked. Oh. Do you know uh, who he hangs around with? Well, he has his roommate, um, Travis. He's in a couple of my classes. Oh, well, local- I'll try to talk to him. Okay. Um, that's about it, really. He just, he, you know, hangs out with Travis and. Is Travis know, again, here somewhere? He's probably in his dorm room studying. He's got a. Got a big, you know, exams and everything. He likes to keep privates. Well, those folk, those folklore students. I swear. What are you studying? Oh, I'm studying uh, math. As she shows you her math book. Really? It's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, you should uh, once you graduate, you should come and see me at the bank. We can, oh, use, yeah. we can use people who do, who are good at math. Oh. I'll have to take you up on that. I pick up one of those French fries and I'm like. Then can I sit down? And go. Uh, Mr. D- uh, Hank, just got to ask. You said your son brought friends over. How, how often did that occur? That's not really something that I took, care, took that much attention to. I mean, he could have had people there all the time and I might have missed it. I mean, I'm, I'm at work ever since his mom died. I, uh, you know, I kind of threw myself into my work after that. And he's old enough; he can do what he wants. Yeah, I, I just understand. He's just I was over there talking to kind of look over, kind of scowling almost to the people who were talking to him. He said, they were all his classmates, and they said that they weren't too fond of your boy. Yeah, jealous. It's not everybody who gets to drive it around in a 1920 Chrysler coupe. <laughs> now, out of, out of curiosity, I mean, people here apparently don't seem to, to talk to him much. Where did he meet Emily? That I don't know. I don't know how he met Emily. Or do I? Um, You actually don't know how they met. I don't know. Do I, uh, now I'm asking the GM, but do I know, has he gone through a string of girls or did he meet Emily uh, in high school or around that age? And You know, like he, he went with um, some of his friends. They went to Kingsport for a weekend. He met Emily like at a mall shop or something. Then they kind of just hit it off, like love at first sight. His past experience with girls hasn't been well. He's been he's been kind of a ladies' man, but never anything serious. Uh, so, but once he felt you know found Emily, like everything changed. Like his world was open. Like, and how long has that been? It's been about um, a little over a year with James okay. and Emily. Okay. Yeah, so he's just been with her about a year. Uh, you know, 
kids get infatuated. They do, but he seems to have stuck with this Emily girl. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mr. Dryas, I have to be be honest here. If I'm, if you've only known her for a year and she doesn't know where he is, I'm not sure if that's why he left. Well, he said that he was going there, so that's all I know. You seem to take, with all due respect, Mr. Drysdale, as an upstanding member of society, you seem to take quite a laissez-faire attitude when it comes to your son. Not at all. I called you immediately when I realized something was wrong. That's true. Forgive me. I would consider myself a fairly good parent. I let my kid do what he wants, uh, within reason. Forgive me for that. I mumble to myself. And he's a good kid. He's a bad father. Mr. Rodriguez, do you have children? I would not like to tell you, Mr. Drysdale. I do not trust you. My guess is that you don't, so shut up. And Mr. Drysdale grows on him a little bit more. (laughs) Wow. I continue eating my lunch. I am the most trustworthy person in the world. I take care of your money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, let's see. What was the story he was saying about about a roommate? Oh, yeah. Named Travis. Travis Bryce. Travis Uh, Bryce. Do we know where he's at? Yes, we do. Well, this young lady over here, this lovely young lady, said that... uh, He's probably in his room, and he's not here. And the registrar said it was his roommate, so... Uh, miss? Yes? Uh, do you do you know where where Travis and James live? Where their, where their apartment would be? Oh, actually, it would be on the, the little form what building they're staying yeah. at. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't have to I ask. I might know it, too. I might know yes. it. Yes. Could you tell me... Mr. Drysdale, could you tell me a bit more about your relationship with your wife? We were married for 20 years. You said that she coddled her, coddled him. Well, you know, it's probably why uh, he went into English lit or uh, European literature. She read to him all the time and she, she supported his more artistic ventures. And are you, have there been any increase in fighting between you at all, between you and your wife at all? And please, again, forgive me, he's speaking very, very quietly to not draw attention from anyone else. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I thought I made it clear my wife passed away. Uh, oh, I did not notice that. Three no. years ago. I'm sorry. My thoughts are with you and your family. Yeah. Oh, it happened three years ago. We're over Still. it. Um. I have you gentlemen want to keep eating, that's fine, but I'm going to go, while we're waiting for the teachers to, to return to their respective classrooms, I'm going to go talk to this Travis. Well, why don't we all go? I'm, I'm done with these uh, French fried potatoes. I don't know what makes them French. There's no sauce. Yes. They're more like American fries. Oh, is this red stuff the sauce? Yes, I believe that is the sauce. That's not bad. 
I'll have to talk to my uh, my chef and see if he can make me some of these French fried potatoes. Idiot. Uh, Mr. Lawson, could I speak to you for one moment, please? Uh, yes. Yes, what is it, Jeremiah? He just kind of goes off to a side for a moment with Mr. Lawson. Is Mr. Rodriguez going... Dr. Rodriguez... Uh, is, Dr. <laughs> is Dr. Rodriguez going to cost us this job? I sure hope not. He's certainly taking a lot of liberties with our employer. And as, as they're doing that, I'm walking uh, uh, along with Mr. Rodriguez. And I say, Rodriguez, I, I like a man who's straightforward with what he thinks. It's a good, good trait in a person. You just keep speaking your mind. Thank you, Mr. Drysdale. I don't trust wealthy men. I've had a bad experience with them. I'm sorry. Politician, probably, yeah? You could say that. And as they're talking, I'm kind of talking to Jeremiah. It's like, well, his retainer is up soon, so if he costs us this, then no reason to keep him around. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I've just been getting a bit concerned given how he speaks to Mr. Drysdale. Yes, but we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Very good. You've probably seen a lot of interesting dead bodies in your time, I, I would assume. Yes. What's that like? It, uh... <laughs> It's weird. Some people don't have any arms. Some people don't have any legs. I even get headless bodies. Very interesting. Well, we all end up in the same place anyway. What do you believe in? Do you believe in life after death, Mr. Drysdale? Mm. That's an interesting question. I don't think I ever gave it much thought. I'm interested in a comfortable life, is what I'm interested in. I'm not going to worry about what happens afterwards. Uh, well, you should. What you do in your life now can affect a future life. Well, I think I do very well then. We'll see, Mr. Drysdale. We'll see. And as you're all leaving the cafeteria, I'd like Mr. Drysdale to make a luck roll. Hmm. 62. What's my luck? My luck is 60. Can I use luck points to make my luck roll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you let me know how that works, I'll be sure to acquire that with every other Call of Cthulhu game from here on I, I'm a banker. I spend two luck points, <laughs> which reduces it by two, and then I spend four. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're leaving, you feel like this, like, not a tap, but like, if, like, something, if, like, something hits you in the back, and everyone else sees, oh, like, a, a pudding cup hit you in the back. And you notice it was it was from another uh, student, like a couple feet away, as his friends are snickering and like, as they did that to you. I like around for somebody in authority. Is there any teachers? Is there any? Uh, uh, make a spot hidden. People running this place. <laughs> Ninety nine. Ninety seven. Did I see? Did I see, uh, see who threw it? Oh yeah, make a spot hidden, Oliver. Uh, Mr. Drysdale, you don't see anything. You're too distracted with the pudding. You just see right because you're so, so I, mad right now. 
I failed 88, and I guess I didn't did, see either. Did I see who threw it? What, what did you get, Rodriguez? I get... Oh, let me have a look. <laughs> oh, I passed. <laughs> okay. You saw it was um, just some young um, kid, not the ones that Morgan was ta- uh, that Oliver was talking to earlier, but another table down. They're all kind of like snickering and like kind of like trying to like hide like, you know, they didn't do it, but you know that they did it. I want to walk up to the table and slam my fist down. Okay, um, do you have Intimidate? Remember, they're students. <laughs> they're yes, perfect. I do have Intimidate. Make, make an Intimidate roll, then. Oh, I'm, I'm also yelling out, who threw that? This is a $500 suit. Yeah, I failed that. <laughs> they just kind of look at you like, who, who the hell are you? Go away. You I lost? I you lost? Away. I uh, I storm out, taking off my jacket in the process. God damn it. I'm heading towards the nearest restroom. Okay. You find it. It's empty. There's no one there. <sighs> this is going to stain. Fuck. And I try cleaning. I try, you know, cleaning some of it off. I make my way over as soon as Dr. Rodriguez leaves the table. And I'm six foot four and very lanky. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of very quietly lean into the table and I say, good afternoon, gentlemen. My name is Dr. Wright. I work as a criminologist, an alienist, and I couldn't help but notice the manner in which you treated that man right there. Tell me, have you ever heard what they do to the criminally insane? They're, they're all shaking their heads like, no, they all kind of struggle. Like, no. Let me explain to you in excruciating detail electroconvulsive therapy. And he does so. And he says, I assure you, gentlemen, that it's not the path to take in life. Why don't you worry about your upcoming tests and worry less about making enemies? And then he just quietly walks away. And as you walk away, you hear one of them say, That fucking prick fired my father for no reason. I ignore it and walk away. I've done my duty. I stop. Do I do I hear that? You uh, make us listen. Roll. Oh, I barely pass. Thirty. Okay, you you hear that? Yeah. Barely, but you hear that. <laughs> I then have a third person to walk over. That. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say that? that what, what, what is this? Why are all these old guys walking up to us? God, can't we just eat in peace? No. You made that choice after you threw a pudding cup at him. Well, he deserved it. Why is that? He fired my father. Mr. Drysdale's a freaking tyrant. Hmm. I kind of... Does he... Does he have carry reputation of being a tyrant? Um, or is that just your um, personal opinion? Wait, can you repeat that again? I'm sorry, I got distracted. Do you, is this a common opinion that Drysdale is a tyrant? Um, are you asking? Yeah, he's, I'm asking him. He's like, no, he's a he's a he's a horrible man. He fires people left and right. No one ever keeps a job. He fired my father for no reason. I'm barely I'm like, he's getting all flustered now. He's like, oh, he's just getting so angry. He slams his fist on the table. Like he deserved that. Hmm. Oh. I'm actually looking into some 
some things with the with the with the bank. And I think your testimony might help me. Can I get your name? Yeah, he, uh, my name is. Uh, someone smacks him in the head. It's like, oh, would you squiff one? He's actually going to help you. His friend goes, his name is Cliff Beretta. Thank you, Cliff. What about the rest of you? I got no problem, Mr. Drysdale. I mean, his son's kind of a prick, but you know, that's how the rich are. All stuck up. Do you have any classes with his son? Um, the, the two, um, Cliff's is, he just said no. The other guy you're talking says no. And one says, yeah, I got, uh, I got English with him. English, how interesting. But his reputation gets around then of being stuck up them of people outside of his classes seem to have a such strong opinions of the man. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, did you... Does he hang out with anybody? I mean, he seems to. I mean, these people are just so awful, he, you know. He just hangs out with that nerd, Travis. Trav, huh? Yeah, Travis Bryce. You know, he's yeah. such a nerd. He just does folklore. You notice the guy you're folklore. talking to, he's kind of a jock type. He, um, right. Yeah. He's got his jacket on, little Letterman jacket. Gotcha. So, folklore, huh? Is that generally what they, what they talked about? I don't know what they talk about. I just know I don't, we don't associate with them. All right. Well, fair enough. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Then they go back and do whatever they were doing. Bunch of freaking animals. I thought this was like a top class school. I'm not in there. I'm not. (laughs) I've gotten most of the pudding off my, my back. Eh, I'll just buy another one. It's not a problem. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get this rich by just treating material objects as if they were worthless. I, uh, I value every penny that I spend on things. So I'm really up. I'm really pissed at the moment and hot under the collar. The pudding-colored collar. <laughs> and so. Walking out, we all we're all heading up to to Travis's uh, yeah. room, right? Get rid of some of this riffraff that's in this. <laughs> yes, to my understanding, that's what you're all doing right now. Okay. Well, once everybody kind of gets there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock on the door. Hey, just a second. You hear the door slowly opens, like kind of creaks it halfway open. It's like, yeah. Uh, hi, Who are you? Oh, it's a lot of you. <laughs> yes. Question, have I ever actually seen Travis before? No, you have not. Okay. Sorry, excuse me, are you, are you Travis Bryce? Why, yes, I am. Who might you be? Yes, uh, name's Oliver Lawson. Pleased to meet you. I go up to, to shake his hand. He's kind of reluctant to shake your hand because he's like, doesn't really know who you are. Uh, I'm James's father. Oh, Harold. you're James's dad. I, I Definitely shakes your head. Nice, nice to meet you, sir. Does he have a good strong hand shake, or is it? Oh, he's got he's got a kind of average handshake. Okay. 
We're trying to find uh, James. You notice his hands are also a little clammy too after you're done shaking it. It's okay. It's dirty already. Yeah, James. Yeah, James. Like, he just he just took off. Like I don't know where he has been gone for about a week. I uh, I look. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you come in? Come here. I don't want to have James. It'd be rude of me to have James's father just stand out in my dorm room. Come on, come on. Yeah, I'll let you in. Uh, as I as I walk in, I, I, I turn to Oliver and I say, Oliver, I think uh, that's the phone that uh, that he must have called me from right there. Are you gonna like get fingerprints or something? I'll I'll, I'll look at it. It's just a phone. <laughs> I'll look I don't at know it. how these things work, but yes, no, I'll, I'll look at it. I think honestly that'd be more forensic if I'm not mistaken. Right, I'm not actually gonna go look at the phone. I'm just... <laughs> well, the Ricard, my new best friend, can do that. <laughs> yes, I I go look at the phone. <laughs> uh, Mr. Drysdale, when you are in his room, you notice that um, one side of the room is very neat, very um, clean, very tight. And the other side is just a mess. There's like bed, beds not even made, books are lying around, no pads, pencils. This looks like a complete wreck. So, uh, Travis, uh, this is your side of the room, pointing to the dirty side? Oh, no, no, no. That, that, I, I have the clean side. I have, I have this thing called OCD. It's got you know, to keep everything nice and tight and clean. I, uh, I do a survey of the contents to see if I recognize James's stuff. Is he really the messy one? That's what I'm yeah, those you look at, and those are most of James's books from the classes he's taken from semester. You see the European literature, the English book, math. What that's some, he's got some homework, like unfinished homework. Yeah, I'm gonna go kind of. Anyway, thank you for for letting us in, Travis. You mind if I look around for a bit? Oh, all right, all right, wait, hold on. A Who are you exactly? Um, they're uh, they're, they're helping me follow uh, find uh, James. They're uh, detectives. Oh, okay. Yeah, then by all means, go go right ahead. I actually Cause... move towards the back of the room wherever there's a place to sit, and uh, I sit down because I'm just okay. Right. Is... Does this place look like it's been left quickly, or does it look like it's been it's been messy because he's lived there? Do you get what I'm saying? Does it look like yeah, stuff has been gone he, through to get out quick, or it looks like he it's he's been living in filth and disarray, and just looks like it's been like that for like a while. You kind of could tell because of the sheets and like everything all scrunched up. It does not look like he just suddenly left. I give Mister Drysdale kind of a look briefly. Well, my my yeah, my question would be: Is that normal for him? Is he messy, or is he well organized? Usually, I would have thought that he was well. Organized. Are you asking Travis? Or are you asking me? No, I'm asking. I'm asking you because I don't know. The oh, um, the you know that when he first started school, everything was good. He's he's known to be very um, you know, neat and clean and everything. But you think maybe this is because of stress? Maybe yeah, because you know. He's, he's a banker's son. All of our zeros and ones are right where they're supposed to be. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go start looking through his 
through his papers and documents, anything that he left. All right. Uh, very, just very do thorough a, search. Yeah, do a library use. Gotcha. And while he does that, I'm going to be observing the pictures and any photographs he might have in the area. Okay. I, I pass. Normal success. Okay. Um, you notice, like, all his books are pretty much intact. They look like they really haven't... You know how you get, like, a book and, like, you... It looks kind of, like, brand new. It's like it hasn't been opened. Right. You get that You get that sort of feel with um, most of his books. Uh, you notice he's got homeworks, like, scattered all around. It's, like, half-written answers, half-written essays. You just... And the paper's really crumply. It's really, like... You know, paper kind of gets, like, you know, stale or, like, very old. Right. Like, it, it, that's basically what you're finding. You're finding trash, basically. But it's very, it's just, you know, very organized trash, if you get what I'm saying. Kind of like he's living in, um, he's living in chaos, but it's organized chaos. Okay. But nothing, like, out, nothing like outstanding do you see that's different. Okay, and nothing, like, on the, like, the homework all seems normal, like... Well, the homework's just not complete. Like, everything's, like, half-answered or, like, no efforts put into it. Like, he just kind of, like, gave up. Okay, and is there a lot of it? Like, um, is it very common, like, he hasn't done homework, like, at all this whole semester type of deal? Or? You, I mean, if you had a guess, say maybe, like, a month, last month he hasn't done anything. Okay. Like, he's a been month. struggling for about a month or so now. He called nine days ago... Start struggling the month. Uh, Travis. Travis, tell me, do you happen to know Mr. Uh, Cliff Beretta? Cliff Beretta. He thinks about it. Oh yeah, he's that jock. He's um. What does he? What does he do? Um. I can't remember what stupid sport. I think he's football. Yeah, I think he's a football player. Yeah. He's a jerk. What about him? I was just curious. Do you have you guys had many visitors prior to when he stopped showing up? When uh, no. when he got Mr. Drysdale? No, the only uh, visitor we've ever had here is just his uh, James' girlfriend Emily. That's that's it. No one else has really been here. And how often does she visit? Oh, it's say maybe the every other week. But not long, just to like, you know, kind of like just, just to come hang out for uh, like a, you know, just to hang out and leave. I, uh, I sort of uh, uh, nudge Ricard and I'm like, um, Beretta, that name sounds too familiar to me, but I don't know why. I make an ideal role, Mr. Drysdale. Uh, yeah, I pass. Regular pass. Greg Beretta was one of your employees who you recently fired at the beginning of this month. You f- he was fired due to tardiness and having a bad attitude. So you just said, yeah. you know, you're done with him. He was very disrespectful to you. Greg Beretta. Yeah. Uh, you were asking if there were, uh, like, uh, connections that uh that might cause a problem there was a fellow greg beretta who was an employee of mine uh waste of time uh didn't show up on time i the one thing i demand is promptness yes that was a that was his son i believe who threw that at you yes yes it was 
Oh. <clears throat> okay. Greg, I don't know how Greg his son knew violent. what I looked like, but. Was Greg violent? No, no, I wouldn't say violent. He was just stupid and late all the time. Ugh. Quite honestly, I com- almost completely forgot about him 10 minutes after he was gone. I mean, you get employees all the time who are lousy employees. It's the ones that stick. They're the ones that work. And of course, you'd have access to his home address and things like that, right? I don't. I have no idea where he lived. Well, I'm someone sure at your bank. I'm not, I'm not terribly concerned about Cliff's family. Yeah, I doubt if they had anything to do with this, unless you think Cliff did something. No, no. Travis, um... Yes? When Emily was over, what did you, the three of you, normally talk about? Um, you know, we just talk about, like, you know, everyday stuff, like, um, you know, they always talked about getting married, they had, you know, saving up money to elope and everything. What? And I should, oh, oh. Oh, don't oh, oh man! Is that uh, what you, you can, 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 can place the shoulder <laughs> yeah. on Oh me. my God! Oh my God! Please, don't, don't, Please, I didn't I, know. I, sorry, sorry. I thought you knew. Not... Travis, Travis. I'm freaking out now. No, I'm just freaking out. Freaking we know out. that's not what happened. Obviously, that's not what happened. Because Travis, I'm... I need you to, to to focus for a second. No worries. We're just trying to help find your friend. Okay, just trying to find out where he might have gone. Travis, I, I, I want to say something. Look, this is my son we're talking about here. Okay. And I know you're too young to have kids, but I've got a son, and I, I care about him, and I love him, and he's gone missing. So I want you to answer this question truthfully. Nobody's going to do anything or say anything. But Yes, sir. Has he been using any kind of drugs? Oh, God, no. Well, at least not in here. I'm pretty sure James is, you know, he's a straight, straight arrow. Nothing. Well, you, you're a good kid. You'd tell me if, if he was acting like he was on drugs. Yeah, I would definitely tell you, Mr. Drysdale, sir. Now, Travis, do you know where he might have gone? Well, can I, can I do, a, a, can I do a, like a psychology role? Today? Oh, yeah, go right ahead, please. Telling the truth. Uh, 13. Yes, I passed that. Wait, did I yeah. pass that? I don't have that much. <laughs> I've only got <laughs> I'll spend three luck. Though. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll spend three luck to pass. Right. He's telling the truth 100%. Like, right. you don't, he's not lying. All right, good. Now, Travis, do you know where James might have gone? Well, he's he was just so stressed. Like, the only thing. Like school, you know, school got in the way. I think classes. I'm sure you know, Mr. He kind of points over to Mr. His, uh, Mr. Drysdale over there. Um, you know, he just wanted to go see Emily. Like he just, he felt like if he was with Emily, that um, he'd be better. Like he'd be more content. It's okay, Travis. These gentlemen are aware that that uh, James and I had a fight. Oh, okay. Well. What did he say to me when I last left? Like, he said he was going to go to Kingston to see Emily. I mean, Kingston. They, I'm sorry, Kingsport. I, ugh, I'm so stressed with exams and everything. Ugh. Kingsport. And I'm pretty sure they were going to, you know, they were going to, he was going to live there with Emily's family. 
he was going to quit school. You know, he just kept saying all this nonsense. He was just really stressed. Do you I mean, know what was stressing him out? I, you know, honestly, I want to say school. It's got to be. Maybe. You've maybe. For maybe. a while now, haven't you? Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't have the best relationship with, you know, Mr. Drysdale over there, sir, with all due respect. You know, James just felt like maybe he's not living up to his father's expectation. He wants to live his own life, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why he pursued um, European literature instead of, like, business or math as a major. I don't, I don't right, know. But, but a school was such a stress on his mind. Wouldn't you think he would have broken well before he's hit this point in his academic I, career? I, I don't know. Like, he always keeps a lot of things to himself. And, he, like I said, the only joy he ever gets out, like, the only, like, um, you know, um, relief he gets is when he goes sees, you know, Emily. Or when Emily comes by here every so often, so... It appears as though there's some decline in the in our uh, young man here that we're looking for mentally. Can you tell me, with regard to the eloping plans, sorry again, Mr. Drysdale, uh, but with regards to those elop- elopement plans, did they go any further? Did they say where they might go if they were to do something like that? Uh, let me think. When, I don't think they were going to eloped any time like, soon because they have oh, to save a lot of money. Mm. James, maybe oh you know what maybe that's what James was stressed about was was money because you know it's it's expensive to get married so and, you know to get married and get a place to live so he was you know always scrimping too I'm sure they're probably caught up with him but maybe in Kingsport I mean I don't know like I don't know if he come back here I have no idea I'm going to he observe. said he was gonna uh, I was gonna say he said he would call me once he you know, got things settled with Emily, but he had, it's been, what, eight days? He's looking at his calendar. Eight, know, eight days? Nine. Gone? Nine days, wow. I didn't I'm going to that about myself until Emily called and said that he'd never arrived. Oh, gosh, and that was over a week ago. Like, you know what? I wonder if it was the Abniki Terror. He has a serious look on his face when he says this. I'm sorry, what? The Abniki Terror. You never heard of it? Can't say I have. Oh, God, let me tell you. And he's like, he gets his like. I don't know how you're spelling that. (laughs) No. It's it's A-B-E-N-A-K-I. It's a Native American tribe. Here, and he, he's all proud now. He's all excited because he's a folklorist, and this is basically like his project he was working on. There's, there's an urban legend about this Abniki terror. So, yeah, yeah, sit down, sit down, sit down. He, he's really excited now to tell you about this. He wants you all to sit down. You see, back in 1722, when the English settlers came here, they would drive away this small settlement. But there was one English settler he was a doctor, he would take a child for you know, his own needs, for himself. Now, at first the doctor thought the child was a boy, but instead it was just, it was a girl, but it was a very burly looking girl, like, in, you know, easily mistaken for um, a boy. You know, he named it Crow. I, I don't know why, but he named it Crow. But anyways, you know, she would grow up, you know, they would like grow up, and you know, she had this addiction to gin, and you know, she would display this brute behavior towards like everyone in the settlement 
But then, you know, Crow would also develop like this, um, what is it? A mania, yeah, a mania for um, thievery in the settlement. Like she would just keep taking things for herself, you know, like a klept- kleptomania. That's what it is, kleptomania. Well, then. James, James uh, I'm sorry, Travis. What's the point of this story? Well, this, uh, it's, it's an urban legend. Listen, I, you know, let me finish, please, please. So then, oh, where was I? He's going back to look where he Come to me, yeah. And then, you know, there was one time when she stole one too many times, and then the doctor's like, yo, that's it. That's it. It's time to operate. And so what happened was he and some of the other guys, they would hold her down, stricken her blind, and then they decided to sever off each finger they sever off each finger of the amount of time she would steal something from. It was about, about five of them, five times. So five of her fingers from both hands are gone. And then, you know, eventually they just, I don't know why, but they hacked off her tongue. But the point of the story is that between where James was traveling, you know, from Arkham to Kingsport, that's where this Abniki terror lies, where now she just haunts the area in, in agony, trying to survive day by day. Travis, that's a nice story. Isn't it? Do you believe this? A ghost. Do you believe this story, Travis? Sounds like my kind of woman. I'm going to quietly get up and start looking around through James's stuff. Okay. Drugs sound a lot more probable now. (laughs) Do you believe this story, Travis? Well, yeah, I do. It's it's you know it's folklore. It's it's what I'm going to school for. I believe it. Have you ever tried to go out there? Oh no, goodness no! I, I I'm not like I'm not brave at all. I'm, I'm a scaredy cat, you know. So you say on the way to Kingsport, was where this ab abnikai abnikai? It's my pronunciation. Sorry, you know, abnikai abniki. I don't know. I'm sorry. Terror. Terror. <laughs> and how much stock in this did the young Mister Drysdale take? James? Oh, he didn't care for it. He thought I was crazy. I told him about it before he left, though. He's like, oh. he's like, you know, Travis, you need to sell down. But, you know, I like this stuff. This is what I strive for. But that's what, that's, maybe that's what's got him. I mean, it's been nine days, but, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. He couldn't have been, got picked. No, it can't be real. It's just an urban legend. Be calm. So. <sighs> okay. <sighs> breathe in and out. You are a scaredy cat, aren't you? Now, now, Travis, you said you're speaking like there's some place where he might have stopped, where he might have encountered this thing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he showed me a map, and he said he was gonna go to what was that Quarters Lake? Quarters Lake? Some Squatters sort of mo- Lake. That's it. Squatters Lake Motel. It was like on the way. It was a little pack past uh, Clark's Corners. He didn't want to stop at Clark's, Clark's corner, though. He just wanted to make it a little bit further, but. All right. Well, thank you, Travis. Oh, yeah. Do any of you know French? No. No. I'm I afraid it's not. Did. Hmm. All right. Well, how long, how long have you had this fascination with the abnormal 
oh gosh, like ever since I experienced my own paranormal experience, I would say wow. that must when I was about thirteen or fourteen. What was that like for you? Well, when my grandmother died, you know, it was a hard time. Buried her, you know, and then that night I saw her just like walking through the living room. And I'm like, Grandma, is that you? And then I thought she was there. It looked so vivid and real. So then, you know, I started looking into this stuff. And then... For how long have you been seeing things? Oh, that was the only time I've ever seen anything. I've just been looking... I've just been reading all these folklore legends and all these tales. They're just so intriguing. But, you know... I only saw Grandma maybe like once. No, wait... I think I saw her three times in my life so far. Yeah, three times. But it's usually when I'm back home, though. Oh, yes, well, that's, that's quite fascinating. Jeremiah, I believe we should be going. I believe I know where our young James is. Let us go. And I, I, think, I head straight for the door and open the door and step outside into the hallway. And, I, and as I leave, I just say to uh, Travis, beware the dark roads you travel, my friend. Oh, I will. Thank you. You have yourself a blessed day. I say to Travis on the way, don't get too scared. Don't get too scared. Now, when, I was, snoop, when I was snooping around, did I find anything? Um, Not really. You okay. found pretty much what uh, Oliver found, just... French literature. Just just books. You have a feeling like if you were to take any personal belongings with them or something that value, they're probably with him right now. Well, as soon as as soon as uh, Mr. Wright comes out, I'm like, there's one for your nut house. It would not surprise me if I end up speaking with him in the future. Now listen. I'm surprised if he doesn't think that he's already spoken to you in the future. Uh, he, he may not believe that. <laughs> Delusions seem to be quite prominent with that young man. Now, <laughs> if there's one thing in his delusions, there's only one thing in that room that made any sense to me, and that was Squatter's Lake. When we were examining that map, there's a tiny little building between Arkham and Kingsport. But why would, would he stop Lake? there? Because... Travis said he wanted to make it a little further. He apparently decided to take the trip to Kingsport in, in two goes. Wanted he to stop to over me, at Squatters Lake. He said to me on the phone that he was tired. Yeah, I must have he stopped there. probably going to stop somewhere along the way. Hey, and if that Adniki Terra shows up, I'll take her. No, oh, I'm glad somebody will. And then you can join him in that house. Now, gentlemen, odds are good that this is just a crazed person. And in fact, they would ever exist. And they'd be long dead by now, so... It's poppycock. No, no, I'm not doesn't, worried about any penny goes. Doesn't this uh, doesn't this school, this university, have a reputation for teaching some rather weird subjects? Yes, yes. Like I believe yes. on the registrar's desk, I saw something like medieval metaphysics. Something. This is why I wanted to steer my son away and and get him to study finance like a decent human being. Numbers, numbers don't lie. But people always do. Well, and yeah, we have one person who's been missing for nine days, somewhere in the vicinity of Squatters Lake. Yeah, and I doubt that folklore had anything to do with it. He's probably dead. Let's hope not. 
Are we entirely convinced that this Travis is not a suspect of some sort in this? No. no Do you, did he seem in any condition to be planning anything? It depends. If he's dabbling into things that are dark, perhaps he has an interest in making them come true. Dabbling into things that are dark. He seems like a normal young boy. You leave him alone, Mr. Wright. Dr. Wright. Well, gentlemen, what next? I say we take a little trip. Is it two o'clock? Should we um, go at, talk to some of the teachers? At this point, yes, it would be around two o'clock after all what you've been going through, yes. All right. Well, let's see. Which one? There's only one that I believe will be able to give us any real insight, and that would be the Euro lit professor, since that is his major. I'm sure he has more interactions with them than anybody else. You know that goddamn piece of shit, Beretta, better not have done anything. I swear to God. We've got him on the radar. We will definitely look into it. I don't think that he would. He wasn't worth it. People do things out of crazed vengeance all the time, Mr. Drysdale. Well, if he did, we'll find it, and we'll take care of it. But your son is a responsible young man. I'm sure he's fine. I'm, uh, I'm following, gentlemen, wherever you want to go. All right, we're going to go stop by um, Professor Swansong's office. Okay. Uh, he's there right now. You do see another student, though, with him. The door's cracked open. Um, why don't you all make listen checks? Hmm. No, I failed. Huh. 92. Nope. I'm still pissed about I failed, too. Fucking little brat. Did you say spot or listen? I'm sorry. Listen. Oh, lis- listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I rolled a 13. Let's see here. That wakes it. That is actually a hard success. All right. Dr. White, you hear, um, what you basically hear is another student in there struggling with the work. And you hear Mr. Swansong. He's got a very, um, a very powerful voice. He's like, no, listen, you, you can do this. You just can't. You got to stop slacking off. You got to get your head in the game, show up to class. You know, if you do the extra credit that I offered at the beginning of the semester, he won't flunk my class. Do you understand? Yeah, I understand. I do, but it's so hard. Like, you know what's hard? He just... You have your final in three weeks. Maybe less. You better make sure you do the extra crap. You want to graduate. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand, Mr. Swansong. Thank you. And then you see um, just the student get up. He just walks away. And you hear this heavy sigh from Mr. Um, Swanson. I was like, oh, another one. Another one. I can't take it. And I'm going to step in the room. <laughs> Who are you? You look too old to be one of my students. No, that's because I'm not. The name's Lawson. I'm looking to talk to you about one of your students. Uh, are you one. We're all walking in, I see. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's more. What's going on here? Are you the police? No, no, no. We're just looking for for James Drysdale on behalf of his of his father, and I kind of. I'm his father. Oh, you're Mr. Drysdale. He, he just brushes off. He gets up. It's like it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you. How's I've it done. Been? I've done. Oh, it's very strong and firm. Like he grabs you. He actually grabs you with both hands. Like I'm so glad you're here. You, I've I've been in your bank for years. My family has. 
you take good care of our money. Really appreciate it. Well, that's that's my job. Thank you. Thank no, thank you. We're uh, we're just now finding out that my son has been missing for nine days. Nine days. Yeah, Is and uh, we're hoping to find out what happened. Uh, th- these are these gentlemen I've hired. They're uh, detectives. Oh. Well, I, there's not much I can tell you. Look, I, he hasn't showed up to class for about a week, so finals are coming up. Yes, have you had him in any previous semesters? Yes, I'm actually his advisor. Oh, has he has he had any problems with completing his coursework, getting his classwork done on time? You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. He was doing stupendous super, super, uh, in the beginning of the semester. You know, he came in on time, very punctual. Uh, he got his work done. That he sounds seemed, like James. He seemed to have a drive for this. But then within the past month, it just, just crumbled down. Like, you know, he just shattered. Like, if you threw a piece of glass, just shattered everyone. He's just, he's just not the same student I had before. He was one of my, he's one of my top students. He... He's in the, you know, the 90% of my, you know, he shows his book, like, 90%. Maybe you're a terrible tutor. Tell me, do you happen to have, do you happen to have any of his prior assignments or work? Oh, yeah, sure. And he um, goes through his desk, like, what do you want to see in particular? Anything. Maybe a cross-section over the course of the last year or two. He pulls out his book. He... He goes through his filing cabinet, he pulls out some papers, you know, you see like, you know, A, A, A minus, you know, he's got like maybe like one or two B pluses. I'm looking for content shifts. Is there any content in the types of things he's writing about? Oh, uh, my mistake. Um, Sorry. um, What he's basically writing about is just like, just about life and um, just life in general. Um, he seems to have a little philosophical take with his writings, though. Makes it more stand out, uh, you know, standing out. And if you were to read this, it, it almost feels like he's like a great, like one of the great American writers, almost. Like he could actually, you know, become a actual author if he wanted to pursue it. He's very good penmanship, very good. Um, you know, he, he gets his point across. But as far as, oh, go ahead. I, I sort of quietly lean over towards Ricard and I say, good penmanship. You know what good penmanship and reading and writing are good for? Secretaries. That's, That's I, I don't make, nobody can hear me say it except Ricard. I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at these papers he's looking at. Does this look anything like, does he has good penmanship? He writes very well. And I was looking, reading through his little scraps of stuff that he had back in his apartment. Is there, is there a difference? There's a there's a huge difference. You Massive notice like difference. it's like sloppy. You notice that actually. Um, no, you don't have to. We'll make a roll for. It. I, I, I can write roll psychology if you want. No, it's fine. Um, you just you just know that it just kind of like you know how you have like the doctor handwriting when you write super fast and sloppy. Right. He has that now, but before like he had everything straight. You know, in the in between the lines. Um, it just, it just like you just get the feeling he just like gave up, just gave up with, you know, just school and everything. You were almost a life, except that 
from what you've been gathering, like the only thing that's making him worth living is Emily. All right, so Professor Swansong. Yes. Can you get the most recent thing he's turned in for us? Uh, yeah, let me look for it. So he's going through his bag. It's like, well, it's not one of his better pieces, but here, and you notice that this was written in the beginning of the month. It's, it's a completed work, but it looks sloppy, but still manageable to read. What is it about? You know, it's, um, just to paraphrase everything, it's kind of depressing. It's, um, he took, he wrote like an, um, really trying to think. Kind of like an Edgar Allan Poe take on something, but totally like made it more like more morbid and um, depressing. It was a free, it was a free, you know, free piece, but that sort of thing. Okay, so I'm going to kind of explain to you um, more on what I'm trying to trying to do here. I also want to look. I'm trying to find. So this the most recent thing he's turned in looks like because all the other scraps of stuff he's written. But I want to find the assignment before that. I want to find the gap to where he had written something normally and to where the sloppy kind of macabre side showed up. You would say you would pretty much from all what you're gathering. You say. Um, Two weeks before today is when everything starts to like decline. Like when he started getting more depressed, more two weeks, and it was several days after that he called Hank. Yes. He called Mr. Drysdale. Yes. So a few days after he wrote this, he called. So something in the last oh, I'm no uh, that week happened to him. Um, I'm a psychologist, but would you say that he was depressed? I mean, I it certainly know. it certainly sounds that way, or perhaps he was in some f- sort of uh, obsessive mood regarding either her, as you've suspected, or regarding some other aspect in his life. I'm curious about the turn in his work. I will say this, Mr. Drysdale, you've raised quite a a well-worded son. Well, Doc, uh, can I call you Doc? Doc, you can. Uh, yes, sir. Just don't call me late for dinner. You're the you're the psychologist. I would I would never call you late for dinner. <laughs> Besides, I wouldn't call you for dinner. The butler would call you for dinner. Um, Obvious. Um, Rich people. And I, I just sort of point at the papers, and I'm like, well, as you say, he has good penmanship. He had good penmanship. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that came naturally to him all the time that we were, you know, raising him. I, 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 I can't see anything making his handwriting become so, so sloppy unless he had some sort of a shock. Right. And, and. Or it could be, it could be triggered by fighting or, but you've said you've had fights in the past and nothing has come from that. I don't think no, if you look at, if you look at the dates, it kind of point this out to him. He started writing poorly before he called up Mr. Drysdale. Ah, uh, yes. Something happened to him a few days prior. That's when this all started. Uh, Mr. Uh, Swansong. Yes. By chance, do you do you recall him talking about any trips or anything he was planning on going for a weekend or something about a month ago? Does this sound uh, familiar to you at all? Let me think. You know, 
I didn't think about it till now. And he reaches up. You know, James is always a proper student, a very punctual student. As soon as I announced the extra credit, he had it on my desk the next day. He wrote about wanting to go to England with um his love uh his loved one on what's what's her name? Um Molly. Emily. 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 Emily, that's it, yeah. And he shows it to you. It's basically um how he wants to go to England, live his life with Emily. It's so beautiful there, he wants to explore, etc. And when is this where is this on the timeline related to the it was back when, like, um, school started. Like, I'm sorry, when the semester started. So that'd be back in um, January. Yeah, end of January. But it was okay, more, so. more, um, more positive, more like hopeful, desire, drive. Mm. Is, Has he ever expressed interest? In sorry. Oh no, no, you're. I'm just trying to think. Um, with this time frame, because um, Travis was talking about uh, Emily coming over or him going to visit Emily, with this period when this writing started, would this have coincided with one of those trips? It would have gone fallen. The last one, which was about two weeks ago. His last trip, this all started. Mm-hmm. His last trip. From what you're puzzling together. Have you ever been to England, Mr. Drysdale, with your son? Oh, me? To England? No. Or has he that you know of? No, he was the one that was interested in in Europe, but no, I don't know. He has never gone. I don't, I don't well, think wait. this involves England. I guess we should ask the GM, has he? Actually, yeah, you're, actually, you're absolutely right. He's yeah. you've never been there. He's never been there, but he's wanted to go there because he's re- uh, read so many like English writers. Um, you know, I, just... I, I knew he was interested. I knew he was interested yeah. in Europe. And uh, quite honestly, after he graduated, I would have been glad to have sent him on a year-long tour of Europe if he wanted to go. But uh, now nah, he's never been. But he's definitely, I don't think he's there because he wanted, from his writing, wanted to go with Emily. But Emily's here, hasn't seen him. And then that road it, doesn't go to Europe. But <laughs> that road. He goes to Canada. Pretty close. Well, Kingsport Something. is a port, after all. Yep. Something He's happened to dead. him. He's probably dead. Now, something has happened Mr. to Rodriguez two weeks ago on his trip to Kingsport. We yeah, know this I now. Think... Something that deeply affected him happened on his way to Kingsport. And now on this next trip, he disappears. Something happened two weeks ago. It's um, terror. Think. It might have had to do with Waters Lake if he stopped there again. I'm uh, I'm oh, uh, there twice. just mildly curious, Us. Mr. Swan Song, was it? Uh, so what sort of reading assignments has he been given in the last, well, what was the last reading assignment that he had, or maybe the one before it? It was free choice, because, you know, I'm just a semester, I like to give the students a break to, you know, ease themselves. Well, and... No offense at your profession, but some literature makes people do strange things. It puts crazy ideas in their head. Such and, as? Oh. Well, rumor has I it. I don't know. I don't read. The library keeps some stuff locked up. They don't tell much people about No, I'm just talking about ideas. I'm talking about ideas of, well, like what's going on in Russia right now with, uh, what are they, communists and 
Uh, oh, don't get me started on that. Oh. You know, I don't know what if he. If I, I, I know. If, if I don't know what he's been reading, and you don't know what he's been reading, he could have been reading anything. James did like to read a lot, though. Maybe we should ask Travis a few more questions. Or perhaps a stop by the library would be in order, just to check on what he's checked out. That's. Can you do that? I guess. I'd be happy to. I mean, can you do that? I didn't know. I don't know how the library. I. Is. I think you can. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can. Of course you can. You can. Of course yeah. I'm, oh. being me. I'm being my character. <laughs> oh, okay. Books are nice decorations. <laughs> one should have a lovely library in one's house to put all those lovely decorations. But yes, I'd be happy to swing by the library and check that out. Uh, I'm going to go swing back by, by Travis's and I'm going to meet you back up at the, at the library. Very good. But just think, think about what this, Jeremiah. I mean, you studied, you know, this is why I hired you. You're better at understanding these psychological matters than, than I. Do you Indeed. think there's a chance that this young man has stopped at this, this Squatters Lake place two weeks ago? What I'm most it seems curious. It mighty odd why he, would, why he would stop there now. Kingsport isn't that far. It seems curious to me that he's undergone several different pressures and there's clearly been a break in his psyche. I'd be interested if there was a fugue-like behavior, although we do know that he was intending on going to see uh, Emily. There is a possibility if he was splitting into two days, it would make sense to stop at the halfway point, right? Yes. But I'm just curious the, if question, the question is, if they have already had conversations about this mystery that is out there, this fictitious mystery, this fantasy, this delusion that they've come up with, uh, if he would take it upon himself to look into that further in his weakened mental state. That's possible, but I, I do believe we'll find him at Squatters Lake. Seems to be the last place we know he, and that's our next step. We'll go check on this book matter, but I'm, I'm confident that's the next place to look. If you're confident, Mr. Lawson. Oh, Ricard, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I I can't even just talk to Drysdale privately. I'm just going. You do know. I reckon Mr. Doctor Wright is talking a lot of bollocks. I've seen well, a I lot. Don't know what Doctor Wright's talking about? Because it's all way up here. I've seen a lot of brains, and you know they're all the same. I have a fugue was something that you listen to in uh, when you go to a music classical music concert. I've seen a lot of brains and an alienist. It's a very sketchy job. Yeah, I'm going to go pay a visit to Travis. Okay. Uh, Dr. Wright, are you still going to go to the library to see what he checked out? Okay. Um, and yes. what is Mr. Drysdale and Dr. Rodriguez going to be doing in the meantime? Um, I'm just going to sort of follow wherever Mr. Rodriguez goes, but I'm okay. thinking about those French fried potatoes. Uh, I'm going to stick with Lawson. Okay. Then we're all going with Lawson except for okay. Jeremiah. Uh, we're we're going to go with Jer uh, Jeremiah right now. So you go to like get it, Jeremiah right now. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, 
So I go to the library and I approach the librarian directly. I don't spend much time vacillating around. Excuse me. Yes, can I help you? Yes, I'm here to inquire about some potential uh, books that a student has checked out. Okay. And what student would that be? Let me get the name right. James, Mr. James Drysdale. Okay, give me one moment, please. Thank he you. Turns, turns around, kind of goes under, you know, about like three minutes later, gets a little sheet, gets a little sheet of paper. He's like, okay, he's checked out at least four books within the semester. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first one being Ivanhoe. Okay. The second one being this is it's a peculiar one. Well, not really that peculiar. It's just not one of our ones that gets checked out. Um, history of England, um, specifically something with yeah, just England, like London stuff like that. You know, kind of like a tourist guide book. I don't know the exact name of it because sure. Yeah. Um. Third book is well, Frankenstein. Okay, and the fourth? And, um, the fourth one is How to Speak French, Intro to Speaking French. I see. And do you happen to have the, are they, have they been checked in or are they still checked out? Um, no, actually they're still all out. See. Yeah, yeah, he does have until the end of the semester to return them before we have to give him a fine. Um, I'd appreciate it if you potentially held off on any fine. Uh, he, We are doing some work to help him currently. We haven't seen him in a while, so we're just checking I'm, to find I beg your pardon. Who are you exactly? Oh, my name is Dr. Wright. I'm a family friend and doctor. And what is this concerning? Are you a medical doctor or? Well, it's simply just concerning his interests. Thank you very much for your help. I appreciate it, I'm sure. Yeah, have a good day. You're a very good librarian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bring it home. <laughs> just a reminder of what her job is. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was her. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was your job? Because this is not it. Uh, <laughs> stay in our lane. So where is Lawson leading us? Back to Travis. Uh, yeah, I believe he's back to Travis. I'll wait outside. I'm going to sit on this little bench over here under the tree. I'll wait. Okay. For I can't take any more of Travis. I, and uh, I can, I where's Mister? You're going with Lawson. Mr. Yeah. Rodriguez? Okay. Yeah. So the door's closed again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As we're walking up, like, so Rodriguez, you still don't trust Drysdale? I don't know. He's a wealthy man. I don't trust him, Lawson. He might, it, this might all be a ruse. A ruse, a ruse of what? What would he be trying to accomplish by sending us on some goose chase? I reckon there's something odd with his family. Think very hard, especially with his wife. Life, huh? What, you suspect foul play? Yes. Hmm. 
Maybe he's trying to have us as scapegoats because he's killed his son or something like that. Oh, well, if he's trying to, try to get us to fall for something, I'll... I won't react too kindly. <laughs> well, we need money, don't we, Lawson? So. Yes, it's... Fact of life, job's a job. Exactly. If he double-crosses us, I'll punch him in the face. Oh, I, I think we'll do a bit more than just, just punch him, but I'm going to go knock on Travis's door. All right. Almost later, you see the door open and like, oh, you're back again? Yes. Are you, just... are, are you interested in more folklore about the Abniki Ab- terror? Uh, I just need to just one one question. How about do you know if James had left somewhere two weeks ago? If he went again two weeks ago? I'm sorry. I didn't if, hear that. If, if he went somewhere. Um, he tries to think. No, not that I recall. I was actually away visiting my family two weeks ago, so I don't know what James did from that time. Okay, interesting. And does that, out of curiosity, how often did you guys talk about this, this ab, abnic, abniki horror? Oh, not very often, because James did not like the thought. He thought it was nonsense, so he he did he you know he got he dismissed it. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. So. I wouldn't want to pry with that with him. So yeah. but, but recently, up before his disappearance, did he talk? Did he seem more interested in any of the folklore you were studying? Yeah, the only thing I found on his bed was a um, what's that? A Frankenstein. That's the only. But that's not really folklore. It's just a. It's just a you know a fictional book. I but no, he was that. Has there anything like that in the past? Oh. Um, no, that was the first. Maybe he read a book from Edgar Allan Poe in um his European class, but or something like that. I don't know. I I don't know what he reads to be honest. Maybe he read. I I really don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah. Has he has he stopped at all in in Carter's Corners or Squatters Lake before? No, Squatters Lake. No. Um. Clark's Corner, just to you know, just to get gas, but maybe bring back some food for us. But that's about it. So he hasn't stopped there before. No. All right. Well, sorry to to bother you again. Oh, it's okay. Hey, if you ever want to come by and talk about some folklore, you know, doors always open. I will hold oh. you to that one. I find it very interesting. Well, oh, yes, you do. Do you have anything to um? Yes, for for Rodriguez here. Do you have any writings about this this terror that supposedly lurks out in your car, Carter's corner? Well, now that you mention that, he um he goes back into his room. You know, I did a paper on it. I got an A plus for it. And my folklore teacher was like, he loved he loved it. He shows you a paper. It's basically like an interpretation of like how if the Niki terror was alive like today, like what would it be doing? How it would affect like, you know, our time, you know, in 1920 now. So this is an interpretation piece basically. Mind if we borrow this? Yeah, go right ahead. 
a lot of details. Um, just more or less, it's about basically what he explained earlier, like the date when um, you know, the English settlers came, what it does. Apparently, um, how it's it body snatches people that are drifting away on the road from Arkham to Kingsport. Wait, body snatches. Yeah. Also about um, he um, Travis has also expressed some possible cannibalism as well because it has to survive somehow. So if it can't, you know, with being like you know having missing fingers. You know, hmm. has to eat something. Yeah, interesting. So, did interesting. did James read through any of your of your papers at all? Oh, oh no, in no, James this did, one? no. James did not read through any of my stuff. He he finds folklore to be um, poppycock. All right. Once again, thank you, thank you for your time. Oh, thank well, you. You never, you never if know. If you if if you hear from James, please call at this office, and I give him a little card. Okay. Oh, thank you. I'll make sure to do that. You have yourself a good day. Or if you need anything looked into. Oh, but sure. Thank you. And he closes the door. Uh, quite an odd fellow, isn't he, Rodriguez? Yes, but I think I I don't think he's like insane. No, like no. right suggests. No, he seems he just seems to be interested and. In, in folklore, that's that's odd. So I don't think anything he said would have impacted um, the decisions of James. So, no, he's just a kid for... trying to get by. Yeah, that's what I think. So you think they're going to go to England? Is that his that, that his whole plan? Well, England is probably nice around this time. So. Yeah, probably. I'll explain why he took all, most of his stuff with him. Yes, probably. Why would Somebody's you know? typing is really loud. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Sorry. So if he took us up to go to England, Rodriguez, they missed me for a minute. But then he just stops halfway and decides to do what? I reckon we shouldn't take uh, that tail. Uh, Two... Uh, no, I'm not worried about any ghosts lurking out there. I'm just trying to think, why would he stop and not call anybody? I'm, maybe. Unfortunately, maybe, I think I'm leaning towards your theory here, Rodriguez. Maybe he met some, maybe he saw someone familiar or, and then got spooked, had to hide Playing low, but from from what? If he's Maybe not, he's up Nikki Terra. <laughs> right, up Nikki Terra. Yeah, something. Whatever it is, I think he's still there, alive or dead. Probably dead. We can't Probably expect dead. to find him alive. Seems odd that he want to call anybody. And we're gonna walk out over to the Drysdale. We're sitting together now. We've no. actually been conversing. So uh, when you come out, you see that he's sitting over by me on the bench. Uh, gentlemen. All right, we'll talk, talk to Travis. He was apparently out of town at the time that uh, James had his little break. 
However, he did speak about that abniki terror and body yes. snatching and cannibalism. Yes, very kept, very very persistent about it. But in any event, well, me... I believe at some point two weeks ago, he went to Kingsport while Travis was away, and something must have happened on the trip that affected him. And I believe he's gone back to that spot. Mr. Drysdale, do you have any relatives who live outside? The Drysdales are a fairly large family. They're a very well-respected family in the community. But most of them live here in Massachusetts. Uh, Kingsport's in Massachusetts. I don't know. Uh, do I have any relatives in Kingsport? You might have, like, maybe a cousin in distant Kingsport. Cousin. Or distant cousins. But most of your immediate family is here in Arkham. Yeah. We're an Arkham family. Yeah, I, uh, gentlemen, I, I did... We need to go to check out the Squatter's Lake. Well, before we do, I've been trying to find some more information regarding what's been happening. And I did find out four books that he's checked out that are of interest uh, in our quandary that we face. Uh, and I spent a little bit of time doing some research into those texts. The first, these are in consecutive order. The first book he checked out was Ivanhoe. Are you all familiar with that text? I am not. I'm, I'm certain Mr. Drysdale's read it before. Uh, 12th century England uh, is the period in which it's said. It was written in the 19th century. And it details many things. One of the things, and forgive me, Mr. Drysdale, but there is a um, connection to why he might have been interested in these texts to what uh, your uh, what his roommate had mentioned. Um, I'm not saying that's legitimate, but I am saying that there's a connection psychologically in his thought process. Ivanhoe dealt with a witch trial that had occurred, and it felt it featured a man uh, named Wilfred Ivanhoe, Sir Wilfred Ivanhoe, and he had a uh, major falling out with his father uh, over his father's loyalty to another um, to another king, the, the Norman king, which would eventually settle in the Normandy region of France. Uh, and that was the first text, was about this vengeance and this moving away from his father. The second text uh, was a history of England, more specifically London. Now Ivanhoe is featured uh, in, the, in the land of England um, as well. So there's English connection to all of these uh, texts, except for the last. The second text was uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or third text was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, and this leads me to the quandary regarding the description that was given us by his roommate of a creature that is abnormally grotesque, uh, so on and so forth. A connection to the French in this, each book also has a connection to the French and English, uh, is that there's a major, well, moderate character uh, named De Lacy. Uh, who was French, and he was the only person who could communicate with said monster. Uh, the final notes I have is that he also purchased an introduction to French book, or didn't purchase, but checked out an introduction to French book. So of curiosity in this is the connections. Perhaps he was intrigued by the story told by his roommate, not necessarily believing it, until perhaps he saw something or got for some reason wanted to investigate this further. So my assumption is similar to Mr. Lawson's, of course, that he must have gone to that area and it's something we should investigate soon. Yes, but I believe our plan should be to stop, stop by that coroner's town 
ask a bit about the squatter's lake that he must have stopped at to see if anybody knows anything, any problems or reputation that establishment might have, and then go there. I agree. Mr. Drysdale, do you have any input into the books he's been reading? Look, I want you to get it in your head right now that my son didn't run off somewhere because he was having problems with me. Okay? We have the same problems that anybody else had. Sure. He had access. I'm not the kind of a man who denies his son. For Christ's sake, he's going to Miskatonic University and studying literature. I wasn't interfering in any way in that. I don't I believe he was find my fucking son. Yes. Absolutely, Mr. Drysdale. We concur. And please... Take a moment, Mr. Drysdale. I certainly did not mean to implicate you in this. Just speaking of the fight that happened prior, I don't believe you drove him to anything. I believe you are a good father with the best intentions for your child. And I have to t admire your stalwart resolve in seeking him out. Don't flatter him, Dr. Wright. Say mediocre, father. What is our next move? We're going to Squatters Lake. Indeed. All right. Are we taking two cars or one car? Well, I'm not sure Mr. Wright's car well, will be able to make it. fit into my car. I'm glad to ride in your car if you'll have me, Mr. Trisdale. I could always take my bicycle. Rodriguez, that's a noble effort, but I believe we'll take Mr. Trisdale up on his offer. All right. If we need to drop your car somewhere... I assume you all live here in town. Absolutely. It's on the way. So we're taking one, we're taking Mr. Drysdale's vehicle to Squatters Lake, correct? I'm going to park my car at my house on the way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at this point, we're going to say it's probably like around four o'clock. Oh, no. We'll say it's like about four o'clock. You guys are, who's driving exactly? I'm driving my car. You're driving. Okay. You know, since you're driving from, you know, on your map from Arkham to, um, what's it called? Squatters Lake. The rain starts to pick up even more. It's a lot heavier now. Oh, I better put the hood up. <laughs> <No>. Whoops. <laughs> All right. And as you're driving, it just, you know, it's, it just starts, like, really raining down hard on the windshield. So I need you to make a drive roll due to the... Um, weather conditions. 23 out of 40. Okay. So you managed to drive okay without getting off, keeping everybody safe. So about maybe, we'll say, 15 miles into your drive, mm -hmm. the rain starts to loose, uh, lighten up a little bit. So it's not rain, it's not pounding as hard. And everyone who's um, so everyone else besides Mr. Drazo, can you make a spot hidden check? Well, and I've I someone pointed along there, so I said, keep your eyes open. Maybe he went off the road. Oh, I pass with the yeah, hard success. Yeah, okay. I got a hard success as well. I got a hard failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he fogs the window up with his breath. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but Dr. Rodriguez and Oliver 
Um, as Mr. Drysdale is driving, you're both keeping your eyes out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is it all like one seat, the type of vehicle? I'm not familiar with the vehicle. Uh, it's got front and back. You can put three people in the front, three people in the back, and then there's a rumble seat. Okay. So right um, now it's just. Is anybody riding shotgun with Mr. Drysdale? Two front and three in the back. I, 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 I think I think Rodriguez would be riding shotgun. Okay, I, I I'm sure that was something. <laughs> I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you're driving down, the two of you, we'll say you guys are sitting on the same side of the car vehicle too. You start to know. You start to see like. Um, it's getting dark now at this point. Obviously, it's getting dark, but you start to notice that there seems to be some sort of like shrouded figure, like kind of like in the ditch, like not in the ditch, but like you know, coming up. You can't tell if it's an actual person or if it's a tree or shrub, but it just looks abnormal to you. Is it moving? It's not moving. Hey, Mr. Drysdale, would you slow down for a second? What? I think I see something off the side of the road here. So I slow down. Maybe that's that Abniki Terra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I'm trying to get a better look at it. Where? What do you? What, should I pull over? Keep. I keep driving. Just keep going. I. We might be seeing something. But I'm trying to just just really slow though, because I'm trying to get a better look at this. All right, I'm going slow. <laughs> be prepared to stop, Mister Drysdale. We don't want to get caught in the mud. All right. And then, and then, as you slow down, you start to. Uh, I'll make another spot hidden check. Um, everyone, else, everyone else, everyone can now since you're slowing down. Ooh, I passed with an extreme success this time. Okay. Six. Yeah, I I passed with an extreme success. I got forty nine out of five. Oliver and Rodriguez. I just passed normal. <laughs> okay, so you all notice as you slow down. You notice that the shadow. The large shadow now is coming from like the shrubs, and you notice the shrubs kind of like um, you know, the leaves are like um, rumbling a bit, as if something's trying to come out. Um, I am going to because I I just barely passed. I'm going to immediately throw open my car door, and I, I've stopped the car. Um, okay. Throw open the car door and just step out and go, James. James, is that you? And as, soon as, you, and as soon as you say that, you notice that something just emerges from the shrubs, and it's a family of deer. It's about maybe three of them. There's the, there's the mama deer and the two little babies just coming off now, walking past your car. They're like skimpering off. I look at the little deer. And I'm just sort of standing there rather stoically with the water pouring down my face from the rain. Is Mr. anybody else, I was gonna ask him, is anybody actually outside the car except for Mr. Drysdale? Uh, I, I would have gone. Okay, so I need Mr. Drysdale and Dr. Rodriguez to make spot hidden checks. You spot the giant car coming your way? I got a regular success. I got a okay. 76, which is a failure okay uh dr rodriguez you notice that the baby deer seems to have a little bit of blood on the back of its leg as if like it was dipped into something and it looks rather fresh and since you're a forensic surgeon and like i said it's fresh because you know you know because you're a forensic surgeon um mr drysdale 
Oh, yeah? Uh, there was something odd about that baby deer. Is the, are the deer still nearby or? No, the, the deer just like ran just off. But as you, but yes, they skipped it off. But since you two were outside, you kind of know, Dr. Rodriguez knows there's blood on the back of the one deer's leg. It was the baby. Oh, there was the, what do you mean? It, there was fresh blood on the back of its leg. Hmm. Well, let's go on. And I just sort of duck down and get back into the car. I, I then repeat that to Oliver. Okay. Well, my character knows this is about hunting season. Um, Not for deer. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, March, it sounds, yeah. Just, yeah. Usually, usually deer season is like September. I'm Yeah, I'm going to definitely go with no, because... It's not hunting yeah, you season. Wait, you want to wait. What, what's the blood? The deer's blood. This is to you as GM. Is, was it the deer's blood or was it over blood? Like it was a deer oh. wounded. How could you tell? Yeah. You couldn't tell because it was skimpering off too fast. We yeah. just know that, yeah. Now, I yeah. don't think, I don't know this for sure, and I lived right in that area. Um, I don't think that there are bear. But I do there's think not, there are there are probably wild cats and yeah, there's no bears in the area. I'm, maybe wolves. I don't know. I'm pretty, yeah, there's no. I'm pretty sure there's no yeah, no probably bears. I'm pretty, but there are animals that might attack a deer. Yeah, even a dog might attack a deer. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, whatever it was, that wasn't anything of a really you know. It's Just got to be about Abniki Taro. Ah, yes, yes. Are you back yeah, in the please. car, Ricard? Yeah, I've got back in the car. The car, Ricard. <laughs> Ricard. <laughs> in the car, Ricard. <laughs> so I uh, I put the foot, put my foot on the gas pedal and push. And... Okay. Now, how fast would you say you're going, Mr. Drysdale? Well, I can't go any faster than 35, otherwise we'll all die. Okay. Just making sure. No, I'm probably, I'm probably being a little reckless. But it is raining, and I'm a new mm-hmm. Englander. I'm used to the rain. So. Just want to make sure I'm not driving like reckless or like super fast. It's like I need to get this car. It's like, like now, you know. And I don't want to wreck my car. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Deep down inside, I know that the fact is my son's been missing for nine days. Either he is missing because he's somewhere, he's gone somewhere and just didn't tell anybody about it, or he's dead. In which case, in either case, I don't think there's any rush. I just, Mm -hmm. that's the next place on our journey. Right. Um. And we're going to get there at night anyway, so yep. it's not like we can run around asking people in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving carefully enough. Okay. Um, make a luck roll, Mr. Drysdale's. Okay. 35. That is a pass on my luck. All right. That's good, because as you're driving... Notice that the wind starts picking up and a couple of the branches have fallen down, so you managed to like avoid that just to get out of the way. That was close. Everybody awake? Yeah, I yeah. am now. 
you also start to notice anyone's looking outside that it starts to it's it looks like it's starting to storm up again. You notice the cumulonimbus above you is like definitely darkening. I'm darkening above you. Mm. Looks like another like turned into a nor'easter. Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get there soon. Um, Step on it, Mr. Drysdale. Well, we all want to get there in, a, in one piece. So <laughs> I'm, I'm driving well. I'm driving fast. So not, not that dangerous. Yeah. Well, I'm good at picking up pieces, Mr. Drysdale. And as you're driving, just all of a sudden, you see this figure just running out in the middle of the road. Skippering <laughs> off. And I, I slam on the brakes. It seems to just like go like to the opposite side of where you're coming from. What was that? Was it a deer? No, that was human, I think. No, I'm certain it was probably a deer. Human, no. who would be running out in the middle of the, the store? It's the Abniki Terror, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, he was talking too much of that Travis fellow there, Rodriguez. Can I cut? I want to. I want to take some sanity because I'm starting. Go right ahead. Take roll sanity. <laughs> I, I try leaning forward and looking out of the windshield. Where uh, make a spot the hit. Fog, yeah, the foggy place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I want to have a look at that. Oh, I pass what? again. Thirty-six. Okay. Uh, oh, I got. I got a hard that time. Okay. No. Okay. So hard fail. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Dreza, you get the better look. Um. Oliver, you did see something definitely go by. You're not sure what it was, but Mr. Drysdale, you noticed that it was definitely um, as you like, you know, brush the wind or the, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely noticed it was humanoid shape. Oh, it's a person. A person. It's How the Abniki They're about about six two. You know, it's got much to the stature of your son. Um, I immediately throw open the door. James, James, is and that I tell you? Rodriguez if it's this Abniki terror of yours, and I kind of flip my trench coat back to show my my revolver, I'll have a word or two with it. There's Mr. no Drysdale. such thing as an Abniki terror, Mister Drysdale. What did you see? Well, I step I step farther away from the car towards uh, where I, I come I've come after you because I, I walk out. Come after so you. I'm on the side of the road looking. Okay. Off the... You never know what it could be. We're getting closer to rural America. Mr. Drysdale, what did you see? I don't know. It looked like a person. Like about James's size. A man or a woman? I don't Unable know. to tell. I'm going to get out of the car too and go, James! Try to help call James. him over. James! I want to shout into the microphone. But... Can I kind of just walk off a little bit to try search forward? James the... Paul Drysdale. <laughs> Is everyone outside of the car, or did Jeremiah White... No? You're still in the car? No, I'm still sitting in the car, trying to figure out why everyone's leaving, because this makes no sense to me. I'm not walking off. I just have the door open, kind of like, standing next okay. to the open door, shouting. Right? Is, is everyone aware it's raining? Yes, everyone... Oh. Okay. Yeah, but, as I've already mentioned, I don't mind the rain. <laughs> and I don't care about it, either. Hello! Hello! Uh, Make a listen check. Oh, whoever's outside. Um, oh, so that'd be the three of you. Uh, Seventy-seven. I rolled a one. I rolled oh, a wow. one as well. All right, Rodriguez. So <laughs> synchronized swimming. Way to go. So the, 
We heard well, Arkham from you. <laughs> <laughs> that means if 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 the GM is in agreement that you get to put a little check mark next to those. That... Yes, actually, you can do that. I am okay with that. Can improve them later. Yes. Them. So, um, Mr. Drysdale just keeps screaming. He doesn't hear anything because he's yelling so loud. But Oliver and Doctor Rodriguez, you start to hear like some rustling in the shrubs where Mr. Drysdale's walking towards. It sounds like someone's coming out. Mr. Drysdale. And I kind of like point. So like the rustling leaves. I kind of just start walking towards the rustling leaves. I'm just standing there because I don't want to get down into the mud. I open the glove box just to see if there's a gun or anything in here. No, I'm armed. Okay. I have like a little. I have no weapons, so I'm just an unarmed person. Okay. I actually have a derringer, but. And as soon as you get, you just keep yelling louder and louder. And as Oliver and Rodriguez get closer and closer, you notice that something just like emerges from the shrugs. It's a humanoid figure, much like James' stature and size, but he's very burly. You notice that they have long, dark hair, dressed in tattered clothes. They notice you got some missing fingers and notice that like their eyes seem to be like, you know, slashed open and they're mm-hmm. like, ah, like kind of like that. So I need the three of you to make a sanity check. It's a homeless person. And I turn around. <laughs> 30, I pass. I okay. passed as well, but oh, I, I kind of want to, I want to take sanity anyway. Wait, did you all pass? Yeah, I passed. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I passed really well. Just take just take one sanity damage. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of the homeless. I'm sorry. This is my character. <laughs> That's right, fine. I, I I draw my gun and I start stepping back to to the car. It's the Abniki Terror. You, you, you notice that this this being is very vicious and it tries to go right after Mr. Dreiser, like because he's the closest person. No, I'm gonna shoot it then. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> And I passed. 28. Okay, roll your damage. Can I go to stab it? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 10. 10 points. Oh, hold on one sec. Oh, just, wait, just kidding. There's no bonus. It's just 7 then. Sorry. Oh. This isn't a big enough gun to get a plus 3. Just a 7. You managed to... You obviously hit it like square in the chest. As you fire, it seems to take a jolt back, but it's still alive. It's still kind of like... It's hurt, though. Can I go to stab it? And I, I try to run back around the car. Okay. To, did it actually touch me? No, it was like lunging after you, kind of like um, like an animal would. All right. So if Dr. Rodriguez would like to try to stab it, make a brawl. Uh, yeah, make a brawl roll, and I'll make a yeah. dodge. I'll make a... Oh, that was a fail. I failed as well, so nothing happens. I kind of just fumble over this. <laughs> just prodding at it, you don't really. <laughs> well, Oliver, you are point you are point blank from the um the thing that's attacking um your comrade now or um, Dr. Rodriguez now, so it would be your turn if you like to go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it again. Okay. Do we get a bonus dice because I'm so close? Yeah, it's point it's point um you don't have to roll for it because you're you're point blank. Okay. So you would just roll. Um, I believe it'd be. 
just is it max damage, Tom? Do you know? Oh, if, if, if he's, he's like, he's well, like point blank. Point blank wouldn't be max damage. I think it's just easier to hit. Oh yeah, so you wouldn't. Yes, yeah, so you just didn't roll I your think. damage then. No, I know you don't have to roll to hit because you're. So just roll your just roll damage. So I'm just gonna just unload on this thing. Yeah, just go right ahead. Fire multiple shots. <laughs> so ten. <laughs> One and four, so fifteen. Right, you gun the poor being down. It's just not. It's dead. It's like all scribbled up. Like ah, ah. I'm gonna do a sanity roll for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've never seen anybody kill somebody before. Actually, no. I would have seen that, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna just blow the smoke off my barrel and go get it, <laughs> reload it, and put it back, and go take a closer look. Doctor pulls. Doctor Rodriguez pulls out a little card with like. 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me how far how far ahead of us they are? How far ahead of me they are? I would say maybe about like 15, 15 or 20 feet. You definitely hear the gunshots going yeah, off. Yeah, so you just hear four yeah. gunshots. Just yeah. Pop, yeah. Pop. yeah, it's like <laughs> you, about what I'm doing. Oh, okay. I got that. But yep. you don't actually see what um, Oliver was shooting at. Okay. From your position in the car. All right. I guess we're examining. Oh, yeah, part. sure. Go right ahead. Uh, Make your forensics check. And I'm backed up against the car. It would be bad if I failed this one. Again. You okay, Drysdale? Uh, I'm sitting I'm in the driver's seat right now. I've never seen I it. got a hard pass. Mr. Drysdale, get in the car. Jeremiah, it's fine. I, I want to see. Okay. So. I put on my gloves for the way. I put on my. <laughs> you said you get you. If I'm not mistaken, Doctor Rodriguez, you said you get a hard success, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you examine the being. You brush his hair back. It's long black hair, and you notice from your examination that this is a woman, actually, a very burly woman. And as you're um, checking them out, you know you're trying. You're doing like kind of like you're um. All I would assume you're checking everywhere, right? Yeah. Okay, so what you notice in particular is that this person had no weapons on them. They had no, no identification. They were wearing tattered clothes. They didn't even have shoes on. You notice that at least there were five fingers missing for both hands. It's the index, the ring, the pinky on the left hand, and the middle and the index on the right hand. And you notice that their eyes looked like they were slashed. Like as if someone like took a knife and just like slashed it right across their face. The tongue is like gone. There's no tongue left to speak of. It's just like, you know, kind of like a little um, nub. But the most peculiar thing you see is on their chest. You see in the middle of their chest, the center of it, an unbleeding hole. It seems to be surrounded by a network of red lines. I need you to make a sanity roll. That's very unusual for you to be seeing that. Oh, I failed that. All right. Uh, just take two. Okay. Is it dead? You know, uh, Doctor, it is dead. Doctor Rodriguez knows that this thing ain't coming back. Oh, well, I was just yelling that at them. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. sorry. I'm yes, like, well, I shot it four times. It better be dead. It's dead, but I believe... Uh, that uh, friend of your um, son was correct about that. 
of Nikitera. Well, then like, I was correct when I told you what I would do when I saw it, and I kind of, once again... It, it fits the description. Show, show the gun. <laughs> well, I, I'm highly doubtful that that's true. No, just come could look. We all, could we all perhaps get in the car soon before authorities come to check out the gunshots, if anyone has We have a self-defense. We'll be fine. Listen... We're miles from Rodriguez. <laughs> Mr. Lawson. There's no way this thing has lived for hundreds the, of years. But I do I do know what you're saying. A burly female. And I'm a little more conservative about this Travis fellow. If maybe somebody has, as somebody was suggesting earlier, trying to bring this, trying to do something. I know Jeremiah was talking about this, right? Talking about trying to enact something that he was reading. You think this would be his work? No, Travis. No, no, maybe no, Jay. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm Are getting, you guys back in the car? Are you guys still standing in the forest? We're standing right. in the. And I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting back into the car. No, no, no. This is, this is insane. This is. Um, I want to take off my jacket and just cover the body. Okay. Now I want to help Rodriguez toss it off into the side of the ditch. <laughs> All right. Uh, just make a strength roll. With advantage. Oh, I pass with an extreme six. Oh, okay. one. I have an extreme. Dang it! Oh, so you just like out of twelve. You just, needed a twelve for the. You don't pull a muscle or anything. You just pick it up and you just throw it on the side, cover it with. Unceremoniously, uh, doctor. Yeah, I pick up the I shells and stuff, it. toss them off the, the road too, and okay, and the car. Cool. More or less unfazed. It's a little odd to get attacked by somebody out here, but you know, world's a crazy place. And as we're back in the car now, Mr. Drysdale drives off to their death to your destination. Oh, no, 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 I can't. Oh, no, no I've, I've been sitting in the driver's seat, and when you guys oh, get I'm, back in the car, oh, sorry, when you guys get back in the car, um, you see that he's you, you're not entirely sure what what Doctor Wright is doing, but he's uh, attempting to calm uh, Mr. Drysdale using a pocket watch, not for hypnosis, although you would have no idea, uh, just to break him to the moment. It's it's a cheap pocket watch. It's a good pocket watch. Cheap pocket watch. <laughs> Doctor, Dr. Wright, what are you doing to Mr. I'm Travis? just calming him. Let's all be quiet for a moment and still. I'm you not doing hypnosis or anything to that effect. Just I'm, I'm watching out the window still. He's just distracting. What the hell? Can we just yeah. drive? Just go. Are we can, just I make a, can I make a psychology roll to see if I can help him? Of course you can. It's a little bit, please. That's psychoanalysis. Oh. Hey, that's right. Psychoanalysis. He's right. I have more psychology. I'd like to use that, please. No, <laughs> <laughs> about the same thing. I did great. I did. I got a hard success on psychoanalysis. Okay, then you're able to help Mr. Drysdale. Are, all right. Are we? Uh, are we just going to leave the body there in the ditch? Well, yeah. I think, what else are we supposed to do with it? Well, it could upset local people. Perhaps local where once again just to the woods. That we, we are only a matter of miles from to each town. We well, are. Would you would we rather leave it on the road? We'll we'll notify the authorities in in corners and have find the body. It's fine. Don't yeah. don't even bother. Don't bother. No, we have to uh, inform the authorities. Oh, I don't want my name in the papers. Mr. Drysdale had nothing to do with any of this, gentlemen. Oh, remember, he is not even. I will him. I will tell the authorities all on my own. Don't worry. Okay. I shot it. I should be Oliver, the one to sell. Oliver, just we leave it. It never happened. We just keep driving. 
I hate to oh, say it's on Richard's side. Rick Nobody Ross. would be able to tie his back pass. You didn't leave your jacket on it, did you? He did. Yeah, he I sure did. did. Go get your jacket. No, I no, don't. No, no, no. Nobody. I don't have anything in it. So. Just a standard jacket like everybody else wears. It's fine. I don't have anything in it. Rod- Rodriguez is a one for fancier things. He'll, he'll know how to walking around without a jacket. He'll catch I'm a cold. Fine. I'm good. No, I mean, people in town will see a man without a jacket, and then somebody will say, well, there was a jacket on the body that they found out in the right. woods. It must have been that guy. It'll be fine. I will look but, So every single person in the stump of a town is going to have a jacket? Go get your fucking jacket. Look, if there's two things I know, every man has a jacket in this weather, and every man has a hat every day. Except him. All right. Except I go, all right. I get out of the car. I go get my jacket. Oh, we're still here. I thought we were driving away. <laughs> no, we haven't driven yet. And then, yeah, I, and then before I get in the car, I just throw it. I just throw it away. The jacket? Wait, yeah, where do you throw it? Just where you throw the jacket? I, I, in the I, opposite I, direction. So he's I, hiding the jacket. He's not <laughs> sleeping on the body. I, I say to, uh, to Lawson, I say, say, you see, this is why that Beretta fella got fired, because he doesn't listen to authority. Rodriguez. Let's just, just grab go. your jacket and get in the car. Let's just go. I, I literally just sit in the car. And I start out. driving away because this is not worth the stress to Mr. Drysdale. Okay. This is worse than that time that uh, that uh, I don't know that time that Wendell screwed up the uh, it's, the Market Brothers account. It's just a jacket. I know how to clean up after myself. There's no evidence we would have. That jacket didn't get enough. Stressed. All right, Jeremiah, get us to this fucking town. He's driving. He's topping out at at like twenty because he's used to his fifteen mile an hour car. <laughs> He's like, whoa, this is pretty crazy. Just to backtrack, are we driving to Clark's Corner or are you going right to the motel? Which one's closer? You'd have, to pa- you'd have to pass Clark's Corners first before getting to so the motel. We should motel. stop in Corners, maybe refuel, and then ask just casually about, hey, we're looking for places to stay. Where would you recommend? Go to see if they bring up the Squatters Lake place, and if they don't, we will. This this car has a decent amount of gas in it. Maybe right. we go to the hotel first. Yes, so that the Get gas guy in in Clark's Corners doesn't think that we're. He would remember us stopping there, right? Especially so at this a, time of night. So to the motel. To the motel. Yes, so. Okay. So as you drive up to the motel, you notice that the weather. Has finally lifted up. It's not raining anymore. You get a cool breeze in the air. It's around dust time at this point. And as you arrive, you and as you arrive, you arrive to a kidney bean-shaped lake. And beside it, you notice this two-story T-shaped building made of wood. And as you approach it, you notice this sign, big white sign in black lettering. That says vacancy, and above it, you notice a sign above the building. It says Squatters Lake Motel, and that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Excellent. Vacancy. 
fantastic game so far. Yay! <laughs> I can't Our wait till Rodriguez meets his death. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will probably be the first to die if anyone. <laughs> Good Our job, player. Our players included Tim Hart, Josh Harwood, Morgan Llewellyn, and myself, with Lauren Eason as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in our description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have though we do try to keep the spoilers out. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.